Hi, I'm Liz Tapia. And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Freeform, Freeform Rock Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Hey, is Are, Lee on? I didn't uh, Lee yeah, Lee's here. Hey, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Hi. on the Freeform yeah, yeah. Rock podcast. Fucking hey, Eric Lee. already like. Yeah, should I kill the intro? Fan? Because because I, I need my fan to cool me off. Does it? Does it? <laughs> does it? Does it have a... Um, no, I don't hear it, um, dude. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. But uh, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, because Lee was on, Eric. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a nasty one. You got to give me, Lee, a little leeway on this show, because we just did a freaking video and a podcast. So yeah. we've been drinking before you guys, so... And I'm so I'm, I'm like, um, what are we doing? But oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, okay, we're doing, we're doing whatever we're doing. Okay, hi. <laughs> so we got Ryan T. Russell on, uh, Eric RMCP Jordan from the Rock are All Over this? You podcast. Yeah, it's been recording, dude. <laughs> it's recording. It doesn't say recording though. Uh, it's recording on me, <laughs> on my end. Yeah, uh -huh. say something. Yeah, I hear you. I see your your levels yeah. are there, Eric. Right. Yeah. Are you sure you're recording? I do not see a recording icon. Yeah, my I don't record through uh, Skype. I record through Almato Call Recorder. So yeah. Oh, it's okay, okay. I was like, "Fuck, Mark, you're not recording, bro." Oh yeah, I am. Okay, can I do the crack? Can I do the here? Wait. Oh. I don't edit, dude. This has been going, dude. So go ahead, man. <laughs> Damn. So four. I'm drinking four low. So. Since I'm on America's podcast, Canadian <laughs> band, I'm drinking a Four Loco. It's Loco USA flavor. Oh. Okay. Nice. Take that, Nate. <laughs> All right. Wow. But uh, yeah, I always like. It's like a dreams to cold. It tastes like a dreams to cold at high inflation. God damn. Oh. oh god. God. Yeah, man. We're the cool America's podcast, not the fucking <laughs> shitty America's podcast. <laughs> Terrence Reardon and friends, but don't get me started oh, on God, that. God, Terrence. Yeah, fuck Terrence. Hey, Terrence, you're listening to this? You're a fucking bitch. Yeah, fuck that guy. All right. But we're here to do the top 25 Rush songs, which, uh, Ryan, explain how you came up with uh, this math, because I, I, I couldn't have done this. How did you do this, <laughs> brother? I failed. Man. It's pretty simple. Um, I basically, you know, we had, for this one, five people with... I know a lot of your listeners listen to um, Rock and Metal Combat podcast. We had done this with both Van Halen and uh, Motley Crue for them. And all I do is I just get a top 40 from everybody that's contributing. And then basically the higher you rank a song, the better it is for the overall ranking of that song. Um, you know, it, just to give you like a 
you know, easy example. If you had a song where, you know, somebody had it ranked fourth, somebody had it ranked second, and somebody had it ranked first, and we were just combining three lists, that would give it a number of seven. So if no other song got a total less than that, then that would end up being the number one song. So, you know, if somebody ranks something 30th and we get like four people that ranked it 30th, probably doesn't have a great chance of getting up there whereas you know people have it a little bit higher um or in a case like this with five people if all five people had it on the list it probably doesn't even matter where they had it on the list it's going to make the top 20 because it gets that consistency of five people voting for it and Mm -hmm. then for the songs where somebody didn't have it on their top 40 it gets penalized a little bit because they usually give that a value of like a 55 huh so yeah. it drops it down a little bit. But it's just simple math. It gives kind of a conglomerate of the five people that did the list together. And from those five lists, we come up with a conglomerate top 25. Yeah, I um, when, when I was um, told about first come up with 15 or, or, or whatever, and, and, and it was hard, but I was <laughs> able to do it. And then when I was told 25, I went, oh, shit. And then, and then when we went to 14, then I actually got kind of angry because there's really only about 15 that, that I think are worthwhile. So what, whatever, whatever other 25 under my 15 are, I would rather that you put them lower because I only did them out of default because I was forced to. (laughs) Mark, what the hell is the deal? Like, so I was told like, hey, write a top 15 list. And then Mark's coming at me like, hey, it's gotta be top 20. Then he's like, oh, it's gotta be top 40. I'm like, motherfucker. Like that's me. Like, (laughs) oh, like, don't get me wrong. It was hard to come up with 15, but don't tell me top 40. It's like, that's too easy. Like I like a little challenge. Well, that's what Ryan told me to tell you guys. So I'm changing too. Cause I'm like, why does this motherfucker keep one fucking more and more songs at it? Like what the hell? The problem is if you only do a top 10 or a top 15, especially for a band like Rush that has such a huge catalog, you're not going to end up with very much overlap. Um, amongst uh, the five people that are doing the list together. So there has to be something that distinguishes a song that's like your 10th favorite song from like a song that you wouldn't even contemplate putting on this list. So you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I don't see any snakes and arrows on this list. I know I picked one. So I think that <laughs> you should just pick my 15 I'm fucking pissed. I and forget about shan. everybody. You should just pick my 15 and forget everybody else. Well, fuck, dude. I had Spindrift. Spindrift didn't make the list. I'm like, fuck, that song rules. Tyshan <laughs> didn't make the list. I was mad. That's arguably their best song. Which one? What, what song? Tyshan. Oh, fuck that shit. Spoilers already. Oh. Tyshan. Fuck that song. Yeah, man. that's a big spoiler because I'm pretty sure everyone expected Tyshan to be on the list. That song's <laughs> epic. 2112. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Shan, baby. The water brings you home, and I know the fucking lyrics. How fucking sad is that? Uh, oh, my God. It's horrible. I will, say, I will say this. I think the list ended up with a pretty good mix of 70s, 80s rush and actually had uh, rep- representatives from 14 different rush albums. So it's. it's oh, good. nice. Yeah. That's about, that, that's about 10 more than I would hope that you had but that's okay well, i'm pissed off none of you guys picked anything roll the bones and freaking uh counter- i'm pissed off you didn't pick tyshan <laughs> counterparts see there's nothing from counterparts 
My God, that was Rush's return to the guitar-driven music right there. <laughs> I know I picked a song from Counterparts and mm. fucking Roll the Bones. But, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> I oh, love the whole you. albums. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, the rule you got to look at here is if it wasn't on three out of five people's list, it probably didn't make the final top 25. I know. and fucking... so, the, so you three did not pick Ty Shan. <laughs> no. no. I think nobody oh, picked bitch. Ty Shan. <laughs> Dude, we should play it in honor of you. <laughs> yeah, play Tai Shan, damn it. Yeah, no, no, we, it's, it's better. It's it's better than than um, maybe some songs that were picked. Yeah, oh, I agree, God. Lee. Tai Shan's the best Rush song ever. <laughs> it's 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 the best of the songs that I don't ever hear. Oh my God! All three of the members hated that song. I don't know how it got on the album. Yeah, they hate it because so many fans demand to hear it because it's their best song. They're like, man, we can't. <laughs> that song's just too epic. We can't Eric, play it. Eric, you're being counter culture, dude. What, what's going counter -culture? on? Counter culture. Yeah, that's counter culture. That's kind of culture. I actually right there. prefer it over um, Cygnus XY. What? Because Cygnus yeah. XY, it starts out with this. That bass like, come on, dude. Sickness X Y. for a long time, dude. Come on. And 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 then Tai Shan before the boring part's over, the song is over. But with Sickness X Y, before the boring part is over, there's another part. Well, I'm I'm just happy that you guys did pick songs from Hold Your Fire, freaking signals. I don't know what I picked. I've and, I picked and, songs. And Grace Under Pressure. And the other one is fucking what? Uh, Power Windows. Power Windows. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Now, Power Windows is good. And the last album you guys picked it, which would have been my song, but I decided not to because I wanted to pick something else because I played that song on my radio show the other day. It fucking kicked ass on it. I'm just saying. But uh, I picked stuff from Chris of Steel because... Because I was told to pick 40, so finally I did. Oh, you remember <laughs> when we did the podcast? I called it uh, something else. Ian Wally made fun of me on a Rock and Metal Combat podcast for saying it wrong. I said, careless of steel. And he said, it's caress of steel, you fucking idiot, Mark. <laughs> uh, I remember that. Yeah. I said it wrong, dude. Cause I suck with enunciation yeah. sometimes. And you, you call me on that Maybe all the time. Maybe it's only because you live in an area where they don't use the word caress. They use the word hug. <laughs> well, dude, it is California. Come on. Like, let me I, caress dude, I remember, you. Like, dude, I remember in middle school. You. I remember, like, in high school or some shit. Like, there's this uh, this kid in my creative writing class, and he was gay. I just remember he wrote, like a, like, a naughty story and got in trouble for it. But he, like, said something about, like, he caressed my ball sack. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. You got so much yeah. trouble for that shit. Oh, Ralph likes his ass lick, so... Hey, know. that feels good. You ever had that happen, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. I don't you remember. Don't well, you I'm better figure out. <laughs> I better figure it out, right? Nah, dude, I don't think I have ever would ever let a woman lick, lick my ass because I think that would be sick. What? That What? That's too far for you, Mark? Yeah, dude, I'm a... I want a woman licking my ass while I listen to Ty Shan by Rush. <laughs> No, I want a woman, not some little girl who has to live in daddy's little world. <laughs> okay, that was rat. Sorry. That wasn't rush. But let's you know get what's it. funny about, dude, I love that video, that video and that song, but goddamn, you're noticing they're singing about, like, I want a woman, not some little girl. 
and they're showing all these girls backstage, and they're all <laughs> fucking jailbait. Like, their age is questionable. It's oh like, my what the God. fuck? Yeah, rat ruled, man. Rat gives yeah, to get enough love credit. Rat. rat rules, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah. let's get into our top 25. I got uh, Ryan's list right here. We start with uh, from their last album, studio album, which is called Clockwork Angels, Headlong Flight. And I picked it number one. Ryan picked it number eight. You rule, Ryan. The other two didn't even think about this song. Fuck you guys. Why not? So, Ian, I'm a, I, I don't even know what happened to my list. <laughs> well, you didn't pick it, Eric. You didn't pick Headlong Flight. Oh, okay. I picked my nose instead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song, and, and I'm a huge fan of the album. Um, I, I think it's their best album since probably the 80s. And uh, just this song is, is so heavy, so killer, so epic. Uh, and I was lucky enough, I saw them a lot right at the end. Um, so I saw this song live probably three times. And, oh yeah, uh, really, really good live too. Uh, those last couple tours they did were just amazing. Yeah, I saw uh, the Clockwork Angels one, but I didn't see the R forty. It sold out over here. I couldn't get tickets. Yeah, I, I saw both of them, uh, and then I also saw just before the uh, Clockwork Angels tour, they had done the um, Time Machine tour. Where I saw played, that also, where they played uh, Camera Eye, <laughs> Moving Pictures, Start to Finish, which Moving has always been my favorite Rush album. Um, and the camera that, eye was live, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Fuck yeah! It was but like yeah, witch hunt, and I, like, witch hunt, and camera eye. Since I've been watching them since the Presto tour, they never played those. And then when I saw Time Machine, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like fucking!" I'm getting high off this shit, and I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. So you guys, you other guys, like uh, Eric, do you dig this song? Just didn't make your Top 40 or not not a big fan? Maybe Eric's taking a piss. What do you think about it, Lee? I think about it the same as Eric. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even remember that song. But, um, yeah, it's not one of the ones that I remembered. You don't remember all the highlights of that headlong flight? You know, and they're fucking in that middle part where they go, and then freaking Alex Lifeson does that long sustained lead with fucking drum break by Neil Peart going, fucking Neil Peart going off on his last fucking epic song. No? Getty Lee is just a beast of Yeah, not my, I am. Rush is not my favorite group. We did review this with Chris Elio. I'm gonna go listen. I know, I know, and and and, and I'm um. I'm gonna have to go a, back not and not a big fan of that that review anyway. But I'm anyway, gonna go I'm, on. I'm gonna go listen to your review on this song because, fuck, Eric, did you listen to the song? Dude, I of course I listen to this song. Uh, it's no Ty Shan, but <laughs> God damn, this this song fucking rules, man. I will admit, man, Clockwork Angels is a fucking phenomenal album. Just for whatever reason, um, this one of those albums like I listened to, and I thought it was great. I didn't hate it. It was fucking amazing, but I just never listened to it again uh, for whatever reason. Usually when I go and play some Rush, I usually just play the classics. But, man, after hearing this song, I went and listened to this album again, and uh, it's definitely going to stay in my uh, playlist for a while. I'm going to be listening to this album some more because 
it's just it's too too amazing. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's definitely a return. I mean, obviously they had returned to like more of the guitar oriented music, but uh, this is obviously like you know it's a full circle album because they kind of hit upon everything that was great about Rush on this album, and this song in particular is fucking amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is, dude. And it was like that's my favorite Rush album right now because they went out with a bang. It really like, did. They they went out with like we're throwing the fucking kitchen sink in this album. <laughs> it's like <laughs> even you know, what's the, crazy is it, is it came out the same year as another kind of uh, back to the the vintage era albums in a different kind of truth. That's uh, a great album, also. Band, yeah, two of my favorite bands when I was a kid, and you know I got into them right around the same time when I was younger. <clears throat> the, you know, Damn. to have the two of them. <laughs> with the albums that good that late in their career and it ended up oh being boy song for both of them uh just absolutely loved it okay all right let's get to the next song uh, natural science i think this is from permanent waves i hope yep. that we only do 25 and that you don't mention 40 because i'll be gone by then well eric <laughs> eric picked this as his number 20 i didn't pick it lee didn't what? pick it and al picked it at 10 and then uh, Ryan picked it at 30, so it got picked. Dude, there's so much Rush that I love, it's hard to pick my favorites. Come on. It is hard. I mean, I, there were songs yeah. that didn't make my list that I liked. Oh, God, dude. I, I could pick a million songs by Rush, but... It was I, a hard list to make. It was harder than my dick in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you got, a hot, you got a hot wife. Come on. So, yeah, my wife's hot. Yeah, that's why. We both got hot wives. Fucking rules. But, uh... Let's see who picked it. Well, Al wasn't here. Uh, Al boned on boned out on us again, Lee. Fucking, he was Al was to, supposed to be on this episode. He was supposed to be on this. He's supposed to be on the Power Windows episode, and he gives me the last minute message that I, I don't want to be. I think he's embarrassed to talk to me. <laughs> and you, Eric, because you were on the last episode also that he was supposed to. Be. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude! I swear, every time I'm gonna be on the Freeform Rock podcast, some shit always comes up where I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna be a little late." <laughs> Mark and Jerry show. There's usually no problems, but man, the Freeform Rock podcast, like some <laughs> shit always happens where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be late, motherfucker." Uh, we're, yeah. we're we're fucking really cool. We don't care. But uh, let's go with uh, you, Eric. Why do you like Natural Science at number uh, twenty-four, man? Well, obviously we obviously uh, it's uh, number twenty on my list. Ty Shan was a lot higher, but uh, <laughs> natural <laughs> natural science, man, what a great fucking song! Um, an amazing album it comes from. Uh, Permanent Waves and Permanent Waves was like them trying to get away from the more of the progier stuff, and it was them trying to write shorter songs. Uh, you know, shorter songs that can maybe get on not really get on the radio, but like shorter songs. Because they kind of blew their load with Hemispheres and like, yeah, we've taken this thing as far as we can take it. Let's try something new. They're obviously listening to The Police a lot. Uh, but this is one of those songs on the album that really touches <laughs> upon that more progier side of Rush without like, you know, going too crazy. Um, phenomenal song. It takes a lot of twists and turns. I fucking love Natural Science. Uh, I'm going to toss the mic over to Ryan Russell. Yeah, because we didn't yeah, pick I mean, it. <laughs> I, I had it at a 30. Um, very cool song. And uh, I would agree with a lot of the same stuff that Eric said. You know, with this album, they definitely 
made a more radio friendly album. Uh, they made, you know, an album with two, you know, pretty poppy singles, um, at least poppy for Rush standards. So this last song on the album was kind of the one that, you know, that this and Jacob's Ladder that threw back to kind of the more epic, <clears throat> proggier side of Rush. And it, it works. It's great. Um, it's, uh, I, I kind of think it's it's a, I won't even say the name of the song. I think it's it's a poor man's version of another epic that might or might not be higher up on the list coming coming up here but it's still a very very cool song with a lot of cool changes in it and it's you know it's a it's part of the the pack of you know great epic rush songs with like the different parts where it's almost you know three four songs in one song um very cool though and as always with a rush song the ins the instrumentation is just you know another level it's ridiculous all three of them go off at different times in the song and it's uh it's you know really cool epic it, it's sad that I don't know I don't have Alex Lifeson as like one of my top guitarists but every time I listen Rush is my favorite band every time I listen to him I go nobody sounds like Alex <laughs> go, dude he is so underrated dude he is I even underrated him and that's fucked up because they're my favorite band <laughs> yeah hey I think he's better I like him better than Jimmy Page man oh I agree oh. with you Lee uh -huh. won't agree with you <laughs> oh man fucking Lee got pissed <laughs> Um, uh, no, no, I, I, I just, uh, it, I, I like Jimmy a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jimmy's great. Like I said, I mean, my thing with Led Zeppelin is I can't stand the vocals. Um, but man, Jimmy's great. But man, I, I like Alex Lifeson's better. That's me just biased because I like Rush a lot more. And I, you know, I, I, I grew up with their music a lot earlier than I did with Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, um, definitely Led Zeppelin's better. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, Jimmy Page never wrote a song as epic as Ty Shan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um. The thing that's great about Lyson is he, he can do the Guitar Hero stuff. He, he does have those, you know, classic riffs. But, you know, for a lot of Rush, it, it's when you're playing with Getty Lee, who plays bass almost like a second guitar um, he, he, you know, the, the bass is almost the lead instrument at times in, in a lot of Rush songs. And, you know, then a drummer who is all over the place, you know, a lot of times Lyson has to kind of sit back and be, you know, the least heard member. But if you listen to what he's doing, he's still doing really cool shit while those other guys are doing all their pyrotechnics. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And he always plays for the song. He's not a guy that's looking to wow anybody. He's playing for the song, and he, you know, he's he's a genius. And remember, he's a co-writer of pretty much Everything. ninety percent of the yeah. music. Um, brilliant guy. I mean, he's criminally underrated uh, and unbelievably unique. Yeah, and my favorite band, and I criminally underrate him also. <laughs> that fucking sucks. I'm an asshole. But uh, let's get to the next track, "The Trees," which. I picked my number 13, Lee picked it as 24th, Al picked it as 20th, Ryan and Eric didn't pick it. So Lee, since Al isn't here, why did you pick the trees? One of your because I had to pick 40 songs, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> this was number 13, though. It was Your first one was top 13, 15, so this okay, must have been okay, one of your favorites. Okay. Oh, actually, it, it's it's cool. And I remember my dog liked it a lot. My so, dog. so that's why, why I picked it. 
Yeah, you know the reason I love it is because it starts off all acoustic and it goes. It just gives that hard riff in it. This fucking song rules. I don't care if it's political or whatever it is. The riffs and the lyrics and the music rules on this song. You know. Uh huh. You got. What do you guys think about it, Eric? Oh man, the trees. Uh, great song. Um, yeah, it did it didn't make my list, but you know, with Rush, it's it's hard to pick. You know, forty. You know, it's hard to even pick forty songs um, that are amazing because Rush is like you know they you know damn near perfect. You know, but uh, the trees is a great fucking song. I know that it's kind of like one of those songs like a lot of people point as like you know when people want to make fun of Rush. They point at the trees like, oh, they these nerds singing about trees and whatnot. And I, uh, I, I used to not like the song at first. I think it was because of just that stick. I let that stigma get to me of it being like the nerdy song, like oh, they're singing about trees. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's a song about uh, you know racism and all that. Uh, so it actually has a deeper meaning to it. But man, this song fucking rules, man. Like instrumentally, it rules, and uh, lyrics are pretty cool too. I, I you know, lyrics, you know, maybe are a little goofy. They were trying to compare like racism to like shit like you know trees and Mother Nature. I, mm. I think it's kind of goofy. But they weren't but, putting uh, a hammer over your head. They were doing it in language you could understand. Exactly. Uh. You know, uh, you know, and it's just not for me. You know, other people may find it amazing. Hey, that's awesome. But still, it's a great song. Like even the kind of lyrics that maybe kind of bug me a bit. You know, uh, you know the lyrics. You know, with it sounding kind of corny because they're comparing something like racism. With like trees and Poli like a forest, basically and and politics to me. Oh no! For me, it was like about like I thought it was about like racism, you know, like different people not I don't know getting along and whatnot. But they're singing about fucking trees, goddamn it! They're trying yeah. like they couldn't come up with a better analogy. Uh. Um, but uh, it's an amazing song. Like if you think about the instrumentation, uh, just what they're doing, uh, you know instrumentally it's amazing fucking love this oh. song uh but you know ty shan is a little bit better than <laughs> uh. yeah uh i'm gonna toss uh mark you take this one next no but uh, but we didn't hear what ryan thinks of the trees yeah right well ryan's guys uh. ryan's probably taking a piss he's got his mic on mute uh, right now oh well, fuck you go ahead mark i, well, I, I already said what the, yeah. there he is what do you think of the um, trees ryan <laughs> I'm kind of split on the trees. Um, it's kind of two different songs in a way. Like the first minute and a half and the last 30 seconds are the kind of mellow part with the singing. And then you have just this jam in the middle that's like three minutes long. Um, I love the jam in the middle. I absolutely love it. The rest of it, it's a little too goofy for me. Um, <laughs> it's it's just, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, but... Again, that's why it didn't make my top forty. You know, it's a good song. It's just not one of their best. Yeah, I I don't mm -hmm. agree with you or, or Eric. Ali, I love you. Uh let's get to the Whatever. next. Let's get to the next song. Uh, Finding my way, which Eric didn't pick. Mark didn't what? pick. I didn't pick that one. No, you didn't. Son well, of a bitch. And Lee picked it at number one. Yeah. Al picked it at thirty-one. Oh, I had to make room for Tyshan. And then Ryan picked it at 15. So we're, let's go with Ryan for, uh, let's go with Lee first. Why'd you pick this number one? Uh, because it's a number one song. It's a great song. It's it's the first song that that's on their first album. And it's like, it's just great. 
I agree with you. It is a great fucking song, uh, but yeah, Eric, uh, let's go with Ryan since you picked it at fifteen. What do you think oh. about it? Uh, it's awesome, uh -huh. um, and it's definitely looking at Lee's list. Lee likes the uh, the early kind of just more straightforward rock rush. I think. Um, yeah. This, this is a perfect example of that. This is you know real heavy, thick guitar riff, um, and, and you know just you know melodic at the same time. Um, and it's this is you know that first Rush album is just very different. It, it's it's you can tell they hadn't really found their true sound yet, and obviously they didn't have Neil yet. But um, it's still pretty damn cool, and and I like the kind of youngness to it. The we don't know what we are yet of it. You know, it, it, a lot of people thought they were trying to be like a Led Zeppelin or whatever, but it's it's just a really cool rock song. I uh, love it. Yeah, I agree with you. Eric. What do you think about it? You're number thirty-one. Holy shit, this song fucking rules. Finding my way. God damn, this song rules. What an opening track. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, that's a Led Zeppelin ripoff. No, motherfucker. Rush fucking made a Zeppelin album better than Led Zeppelin ever could imagine writing. This hater. album's the best Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I'm a fucking Zeppelin hater, <laughs> god damn it. Finding my way. Apparently Zeppelin couldn't find their way because they couldn't write songs this fucking My god, good. you're just oh. a minority on this one. Like, oh, like I am with King Diamond, but that's okay. Oh, god damn, this song rules. Just like that opening, like, and, 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 Getty, like, just screaming his ass off. I love the first Rush album. I picked a shit ton of songs from this first Rush album. Um, I'm surprised this one didn't make it, but then again, it's Rush. They got so many great songs. Holy shit, this song fucking rules, man. Yeah, man, it's a great song. <laughs> I guess, I just love Neil Peart. Almost as good as Ty Shan. Oh, my God. Then we get to number 21, The Necromancer, which uh, Eric picked at 38. I picked at 25. Lee picked at 21. Al picked at 15. And Ryan didn't pick it. So let's go with Lee. Why did you pick this track, The Necromancer? Um, because I guess that it's one of their better of their longer songs from their first few albums. Okay. And then I'm yeah. next because I, I, I don't have a hell of a lot to say for some songs. <laughs> In fact, with some songs, if you ask me, I might just say pass and I don't want you to ask me more. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll go to the next because I picked a 25. I think this is a fucking one of their first killer epics besides on Fly By Night. But this fucking song rules. I just love it how they go from fucking Lord of the Rings on this album to fucking just fucking Ugh. death shit. Fucking rules. And then Al isn't here, so he's the one who picked the highest. Uh, Ryan, you did pick it, but you picked it at 38, Eric. Who's going? You, Eric. <laughs> okay. Because Ryan didn't pick it. He'll go last. <laughs> the Necromancer. Man, what a fucking brilliant song. Um, I remember, you know, my mom had the, I think it was called like Archives or something, which was like the three record set where it had the first three Rush albums. And I remember much like uh, Ian Wadley from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, this album took me a while to get into because this is really when they, you know, went balls deep into the prog stuff. And uh, this album took me a while to get into. I remember for Christmas, my mom bought me the first three albums on CD so I could, like, you know, listen to them anywhere. 
Okay. I can put them on my, uh, you know, my iPod. <clears throat> and uh, I remember like a, a friend of my mom's, April, who was amazing, April Dimmick. And, you know, hopefully she's listening to this episode because uh, she fucking rules, man. Uh, she grabbed this CD in particular when she was like looking at like the Christmas gifts I got. She's like, oh, this one is good. And so I took that as like initiative, like, okay, maybe I need to give this more chances. And this album fucking rules, man. It took me a while, but it rules, and especially this track. You know, it's kind of like they, you know, By Torn to Snow Dog's amazing, but it's still a little, like, it's not there yet as, like, an epic. Ooh. Whereas this one, it's, like, the whole epic thing, but, like, fully realized. There's so much going on on this song, so many twists and turns, and just epicness. I fucking love it. Necromancer, you know, fucking listen to it. What do you think about it, Ryan? You didn't pick it. Yeah, um... Again, I don't hate it. Uh, it's, I, I think it's. It definitely was trying to take a next step from what they had done with uh, Bytor, but um, it just doesn't hit quite as well with me as a lot of the other epics. Um, you know, I had probably a good seven or eight epics in my top twenty-five. Um, this one's just kind of on the outside. I, I don't. It doesn't doesn't work as well as some of the others there's some pockets in this song that i could just completely do without the great parts of the song are great but there's some some parts that lose me a little bit it's just again it's just not as complete or doesn't click with me quite as much as some of the um rush epics but it, it's not a bad song i i think it's also hurt by a little bit about what eric was saying and that i've probably listened to this album other than some of those like late 90s early 2000s albums i probably listened to this album the least of any rush album so it's kind of hurt by that i just know those other songs better from the pre kind of you know ipod shuffle years where you're actually listening to albums um so uh yeah it's hurt by that a little bit but not a bad song just didn't didn't quite make my top 40. yeah i agree with you on that because the 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 rush album the the first one and Caress of Steel is like my least two Rush albums. So I agree with you on that. And then we get the, the top 20. We go with Limelight. Eric didn't pick it. I picked it at 24. Lee picked it at 14. And Ryan, Al didn't pick it at all. But you, Ryan, you <clears throat> picked it at number one. Why did you pick this number one? Yeah, um, I mean, this is a little bit of a kind of nostalgia and sentimental thing. <sighs> because uh, it's really the first Rush song I remember hearing and loving. Um, I My introduction to Rush was basically the three videos that were in high rotation on MTV in the early 80s after Moving Pictures came out. They had the three. Uh, they played Red Barchetta, Tom Sawyer, and, um, and Limelight. Pretty heavy rotation because there just wasn't a ton of videos at that time. So at that time, you were seeing a lot of live stuff. Um, and uh, played those three all the time and Limelight's kind of the first one that clicked with me, that riff I just think it's an all time classic riff um, you know the, the kind of hesitation at the beginning and then the drums coming in it's just all time classic it's one of those, I know it's a song that's gotten played to death by radio and all that stuff but it never gets old to me uh, it always sounds good, it always sounds fresh it's it, and to this day, it's it's probably still my favorite Rush song. I'm just it, and again, 
there's obviously some history to that and i think that plays a huge role in why we love music you know where where we heard what we heard first what album you heard first um what album kind of made you fall in love with that band it's always gonna give it a little you know leg up on the rest of the stuff that you that you when you're racking stuff so just love it yeah so eric uh lee your number this is your number 14th song why'd you pick this and this is in your top 15 so don't bitch about it yeah yeah i couldn't <laughs> bitch because um the well well no it, it was a nice song that i heard on mtv it's not bad i'm not gonna give a hell of a lot of um answers here because i'm thinking that 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 you're going through so many songs and i just want us to kind of get moving okay well we are getting moving dude so shut the fuck up man and all right all right all right oh, then, then, then i'll just say all right you know um, you know i'm gonna you know you know i'm you know i'm gonna do a fucking fair port point convention hey, album again with you. so fucking shut up all right all right i picked it at 24 this is just a fucking killer track it's just it's just an amazing track Watching him at that list studio in fucking Canada with those three videos that Ryan mentioned. My God, that with the big bay window. They're trying to bring that studio back. You know, the police recorded albums, Black Sabbath recorded albums there. That studio is amazing. It's so fucking fucked up right now. I hope they do fix it up because that that's an amazing time capsule there. And Eric, yeah, they record Ty Shan in there. <laughs> and Eric, you didn't pick, you didn't pick Limelight. Why the fuck not? Oh man, if there's one Rush song, one Rush song that I'm burnt out on, it's Limelight, and it's not a bad song. I don't hate it at all. You know, this ain't like Saint City where I'm a trash it. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, it, you know, it's a song that like um, I've heard so much on the radio. But unlike, you know, like other songs by Rush are overplayed on the radio, um, this one just doesn't like, this one I got kind of a burnout factor on because I never really cared that much for it. Um, but there's still some, you know, it's a good song and there's still, you know, I, I love, you know, watching the movie That's My Boy with Am Sandler and the opening credit scene. They got Limelight playing. I, I think it's a good movie. song for that opening scene. But uh, yeah, it's just one that never really did much for me. Um, and there's other songs too that are like overplayed on the radio, but like that still like I still love them every time I hear them. Which you'll hear me talk about them when we get to those songs. But this is one that like man, uh, you know, don't ever need to hear it again. Just it never grabbed me. It never did anything personal for me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a little bit fair and say that the reason why I picked it was because it's a catchy tune. And, and, and because even though it was kind of a hit, it's like I actually kind of prefer it over some of other Rush's songs. And, and and I like the guitar parts, and I haven't gotten tired of it. So, there. Oh, I, shit. I actually do. I remember a story, though, with this song. I, like, this is one of those songs, like, as a little kid, I always knew about this song, but I never knew the name of it. I never knew it was called Lime. You ever get that where you like hear a song all the time and you know it, but you don't know the name? Yeah. Well, oh, I was telling this. I was at like a this day camp. Uh, it was like sports camp or whatever at this rec center, and like I go every day with my friend Zach when I was real little. And uh, it was always like we go like you know we play like football, basketball, and then some days we go to uh, this water park that was right next to the rec center called Dolphins Cove. And I remember talking to this camp counselor about like these bands I liked. 
And he's like, there's no way you like Rush. And I'm like, dude, I fucking love Rush. They fucking rule. And he's like, sing Limelight. And I'm like, I'm like, what fucking Limelight? What the fuck song is that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I did not know the name of the song. And like, I think like a couple weeks later, I was listening to my mom's CDs or whatever. And that song came. I'm like, that's Limelight? That's the name of that fucking song? There's no way that song is called Limelight. <laughs> you know? So I felt like such a dumbass. I'm like, ugh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I, another I, last note on this song it, another reason that it uh, has kind of a special meaning for Rush is the lyrics of this song are more or less an autobiography of uh, Neil Peart's kind of just view of fans and, and being in a band and, and having to deal with people pretending that they know you and how much he was not comfortable with that. Yeah, he didn't um, He didn't do the meet and greets. It was just Getty and Alex. Yeah, but you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's all exactly. about that. It, yeah, it's, it's all, all about that. Exactly. About that. It's like when the last concert he did, he came up and hugged Getty and uh, Alex. And they were like, what the fuck? He never comes up and like gets in the middle of us. You know, that's just like saying, hey, dude, I'm gone. Yeah. It made me cry, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't. It's fucking I sad. Can't, I can't pretend the stranger is the long-awaited uh, friend. I mean, it's all-time classic lyric, but it was that was autobiographical. That was him, you know, saying how he felt about being famous. Yeah. And then we get to the next track, the pass, which I picked. So here's the pass on the Freeform Rock podcast.
Okay, that was Awkward the pass. Silence. That was the pass uh, by Rush. Well, I picked that song because nobody else picked it. And the band actually loved this song. They felt this was the best song they ever written. And it's about suicide. And it just always chokes me up when I hear that song. It's just, just an amazing track off of um, Presto. Their first album in, uh, what, 89, I think. You know, that was almost the 90s. Yeah. yeah, 89. Fucking great record. Presto doesn't get enough love. But then I, I only I picked it at 17, so I went first. Ryan, you picked it at 20. Why'd you pick it at 20? Um, Yeah, it's just a great song. It's a really catchy, uh, melodic Rush song, which, you know, they don't have a ton of that. Um, and it, it, they it's obvious they like this. They played this from time to time on tour over the last, you know, 20 years since the album came out but uh um it's one of the better songs on i agree a very underrated rush album i i think uh this is probably my favorite rush album from that kind of uh uh 90s early 2000s era rush i i think this is a really good album start to finish it there's only a couple songs i don't like on this album um, but this is probably my favorite song on the album. I think Red Tide's the most underrated song on that album. Even For me, it's, uh, uh, was that, War Paint or something War like that? War Paint's I, a I, great song, too. Yeah, There's holy a, shit, that song rules. It's fucking rules. I, I, I love the song Anagram for Mongo. I mean, That's it, a great one, too. Superconductor's a cool song. Oh, uh, my God. Really good album. So, Al picked it at 24. We already talked to you, Ryan. No, I picked a 17 or talk to me. Lee didn't pick it, but Eric, you picked a 29. Why'd you pick this track? Uh, the past. Uh, uh, lyrically, it's a beautiful song. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, I'll speak for the rest of you guys, but I mean, you know, a lot of people, man, including myself, you know, there've been we've been through rough times in our lives, where you know maybe we thought about, you know, you know, man, maybe it'd just be easier if I just, you know ended it all you know and uh so I, you know i was listening to this out this uh playlist i made a playlist of all these songs uh and there are certain songs i didn't need to listen to because they're in my dna but there's certain songs like from albums maybe i'm not as familiar with because i've kind of recently went into listening to them and this is one of those albums was, you know i was always strictly a 70s rush fan uh more recently i went to the late 80s 90s all that stuff you know i've been going into those albums that I kind of avoid for so long and this is one of them and man just lyrically this song's fucking beautiful man uh, it almost made me tear up a little bit man because the lyrics are very fucking powerful uh you know I've had plenty of times where I've been down on my luck you know you know hit rock bottom man felt like there's no way out um and thought about you know you landed it all and I'm not trying to bring the episode down at all but there, there have been times I've really been at my lowest uh, and luckily I can say, man, I'm at a good point in my life. You know, I, I come from the bottom and I ain't like a millionaire or anything, but I, I live a really good life, man. And, uh, you have a you hot know, wife. I'm glad I kept persevering and living on. And, uh, Rush is one of those bands I listen to that always help encourage me to keep going, you know, and, uh, are the reason I'm where I'm at today, you know, a beautiful fucking song, very melodic too. Like, uh, Ryan said. This is when they started kind of slowly getting back into more of the guitar-oriented uh, music as opposed to the keyboard. So it's still not fully like rocking like the '70s stuff, um, but it's, you know, so it's like more melodic. You know, they're 
use they're bringing the guitar back more into their music, but it's, and it's not as keyboardy, but it's very melodic. You know, so it's very different, but great fucking album. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with Presto, go listen to that album. It's amazing. It is amazing. I remember going listening to that album just before I went and saw Back to Feature 2. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Or 3. One of those two. I It was yeah. a Back to Feature movie I was going to. Hey, both to. those movies are fucking phenomenal, Mark. Fuck, all three of them are. Come on. Watch the watch the Mark and Jerry bullshit sessions where I just go back to feature like holy times. shit. <laughs> All right, I've seen a grown man cry over uh, drunkenly <laughs> cry over Back to the Future. Lee, why didn't you pick the pass? I don't even remember it hardly. Uh, that's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to the number eighteen subdivisions, which Eric picked at seven. I picked Hell at twenty two. Yeah. Uh, Lee picked at 25, Al didn't pick it, but, uh, shit, whatever. Uh, you picked it at 5, Ryan, why did you pick it at 5? Uh, as I had said earlier, this was kind of my time of getting into Rush, you know, uh, Signals, probably, you know, I didn't get, uh, moving pictures the minute it came out, I, I got that after MT started playing those videos, so, Signals came out probably only about six months after I had just gotten into Rush. So those two albums in particular were just in such heavy rotation in my life. And Subdivisions, I think it's another one of those ones that, you know, yes, it's played to death. Yes, it, it, it could suffer for burnout for some, but for me, it just doesn't. I, I could hear this song a, a thousand times. I'll never get sick of it. Uh, I think the lyrics are awesome. Um, it, it's a little... I think it's it, it's one of the songs where I there it is dated to a point, but I think it's dated in kind of a cool way, if that makes any sense. Um, some I of the great music of all time is just timeless, but some of it you can absolutely tell when it was recorded. And um, but but that's a good thing, and in this song, in that in this case, that's a good thing. And um, you you picked the song to play, right, Ryan? I picked it. You picked play. it. Oh yeah, you yeah. picked it. So before we get into your review on it, let's play Subdivisions on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Subdivisions. We already heard what Ryan thought about, but <laughs> Eric picked this track. Why did you pick this track, Eric? Oh, man. So when you told me what song to pick, it was tough because there's so many songs I fucking love by Rush. Um, that was, it was tough. You know, there's like Xanadu, uh, Fly By Night. Uh, oh, fuck, spoilers. Fly By Night uh, because that was the first Rush song I heard and other ones because I won't give out any more spoilers. Uh Subdivisions I is like a weird song, one. Other ones, I think. Other ones is a good song. <laughs> anyway, yeah. go on. <laughs> but Subdivisions is a weird one because this is an, one of those albums that I did not like when I was younger, um, because I thought, oh, it's too keyboardy. Oh, it's uh, bleh. you know, I was I was too stupid to realize how amazing of an album it was until many years later. Um, but man, lyrically uh, and musically, this song just really hits me. I mean, musically, it's fucking awesome. It's a good blend of, like, kind of, like, rock, but with, you know, the keyboards and the synthesizers that they're using. Uh, but lyrically, it's just an amazing song because, man, that was me growing up, you know? I, I didn't fucking fit in with anyone. I've got my, you know, even, like, from elementary school to high school, man. I mean, elementary school, even, I was the weird kid because I was listening to Kiss and Iron Maiden. You know, I remember fucking elementary school, man, getting my ass kicked all the time during school just for, you know, wearing a Kiss t-shirt. You know, I remember, you know, when I went to see Kiss in concert as a first grader and I came back to school the next day wearing a Kiss t-shirt and some kids 
throwing fucking water or something on my shirt because it, everyone just hated me because I was so different. And, like, teachers had a big issue with it, man. Cause, and this is, like, the early 2000s, man. Teachers were like, you, you know, your kid needs to start fitting in. Like, he's weird. He's, you know, he's listening to all these weird bands and whatnot. Like, he just needs to be normal. Uh, you know, so, like, even from elementary school, I was always dealing with issues of not fitting in. Middle school, I was at a Christian school, so fucking, uh, they always had issues with my long hair, the music I love, the movies I like, my sense of humor, and in high school, I was always picked on, so this song fucking hits me, man, as like, you know, this is like the anthem for like fucking outcast, you know, and man, fucking, I'm glad I, you know, never conformed, I'm glad I never was like everyone else, and you know, took a lot of shit, but I, I stayed true to myself. Always did what I wanted to fucking do. Listen to music I fucking love. Dress the way I wanted to. Uh, it's, it means a lot to me. I love this fucking song. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so it's interesting that this is a song I kind of avoided for a while. But now I absolutely love and embrace because this is like, you know, how I... This is a song like that really hits me in the heart. Uh, from all the shit I dealt with from like day one till till even now, man. You know, me being a metalhead, you know, I'm the outcast, but you know, I fucking embrace it. Love being the outcast. Love that I'm not like everyone else. Whew. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I can't believe that you guys picked it higher than I did because this is the song that got me into Rush, dude. Subdivision yeah. in the high school halls and the shopping mm -hmm. malls. Be cool or be castled. I picked it at twenty two because there's so many fucking great Rush songs. It's just even though this is the first song that got me by Rush, it's like, but there's better ones. <laughs> and I love this I have song. A signals calendar too, hanging up in my room. I have yeah. a Signals calendar. It's fucking badass. It's just so weird. And freaking Al didn't pick it, and Lee, you, you didn't pick it either, man. Why did you pick this song, Lee? I thought I did. You didn't pick subdivisions. Huh, I didn't? Nope. At least what at least what Ryan's list says you didn't well, pick it. Well huh. Well that's weird, but but I um I, I will say that, that I, I, I did come for I'm just like everybody else as you know. So um <laughs> or, or or I really hope I am. And then that might only be me talking, but no, I'm um I I, I, I dig it but but I always thought the words were kind of like, maybe kind of like, like being critical for people who have tracked houses and who have tracked minds. <laughs> like they, 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 they continue to think just like everybody else, like subdivisions, like in the shopping malls and and, and Did you watch the you, video? Everybody, yes. Oh, the fucking and, video and rules. The video rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's that's all I have to say about it. All right. Well, let's. Get... I love the fucking album cover for Signals too, with the Dalmatian pissing all over the fucking fire hydrant. It's giving a signal to the fuck. That's his third signal to the fucking fire hydrant. That's the dog <laughs> giving her smell. It make it's so fucking amazing, and some people don't realize what that album cover means. Right on, Eric. You fucking rule. Yeah. You understood that album cover. And then we get to number 17, which is Time Stands Still. Eric, you picked it at 27. I picked it at 9. Lee picked it at 25. Alden oh, picked it. Oh, I picked it. it. Cool. Yeah, and <laughs> Al and Ryan picked it at 26. So I guess I go first. Time Stands Still. This is the first concert I ever saw Rush at was a Hold Your Fire tour. 
That's why you love that album so much. I thought uh, it was the Time Stand Still tour. No, I love this fucking album, dude. I'm kidding. Because oh. that was the first tour I saw them. When Tommy Shaw opened up with the Ambition tour. You love it number 25. I'm kidding. Go Tommy on. Shaw was awesome opening for Rush. But uh, this song Time says plus it was played as our wedding song, me and my, my beautiful wife, Diane Baker Taylor. As we had our first dance at Time Stand Still with uh, Rush, because she's a huge Rush fan. So the song Fuck is. Yeah, your wife rules. Yeah, dude. Do you know? Do you ever seen a woman dance to a Rush song in a wedding? Fuck no, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking women don't like Rush. But um, then let's get to who picked it next. That would yeah, be. I picked that song. Yeah, it would be. Uh, you picked it. Uh, Eric, you picked it at 27, but Lee picked it at 25. What do you Whoa. think, Lee? Why'd you pick it at 25? Um, because I guess, um, well, I liked it, but um, when you have to pick songs, I guess there were 24 I liked better, and there were 15 that I liked worse. And um, I, I, I like I, I like like the part time stand still da 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 da. da. Uh, the uh, time time stands still. I like that part. So so that well, so that rung out on me. Amy Mann rules, man. Her solo albums are great too. Till oh, Tuesday, wow. I like that shit. I like Till Tuesday. Oh, and she, dude, she uh, gave my friend Joey a blowjob once oh, in the alleyway in Elgin in uh, back in uh, two thousand eight. <laughs> Is that the truth, or are you just telling me in no, Wally's story? No, I'm just making shit up. I know. <laughs> oh, it's believable, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Is that true or what? But um, oh. let's see, Eric. No, Ryan, you picked a 26 right before Eric. What did you think about this one? Yeah, this it's funny. I remember when this song first came out, I, I was really kind of taken aback by it because it's just it's very poppy for Rush. But it works um and you know whatever it is 34 almost 40 years later it it still works I, you know i was at least when we got to the final you know i did a lot of listening to rush to make my list but then when i knew what the 25 was i put those on a playlist and i've kind of been playing those over the last week or so i went on a trip where i was on a couple air, airplanes so i had a lot of time to just put headphones on and listen to music and, and I just listened to the song, and I'm like, I, God, this song is just undeniably catchy and and has shifts in the song, too, where there's just this, like, little melodic part and then kind of a weird bridge, and Amy Mann adds a lot to the song. It's just a cool song. It's it's very different for them, um, a perfect single. Uh, but, you know, an album I don't love, but a song that really has held up um, surprisingly well. Um, oh. This is one of those songs that first came out, I would have thought by now it would be like, dated and i hate it but i i still really like it dude uh, the lyrics are just amazing on this plus this is the album with the one bad song on it taishan sorry eric what but, but eric you picked this song at a 27 why'd you pick time stand still 27 oh this song fucking rules man i love time stand still i don't give a fuck what anyone says this album is amazing. It seems like everyone just loves to hate on this album. It seems like it has the Nickelback effect where everyone says they hate it because it's just popular to do. Fuck those people. This, except for, you know, certain people I know. But goddamn, this album fucking rules. It's so good. Yeah, it's different, but goddamn it. Look at it with an open fucking mind. It has the greatest Rush song ever written called Taishan. 
But oh uh, this is probably the second best song off the album. Time I've, stands still. Like I said with Power Windows, and like I said with this, if you take the keyboards out of this album, this album is fucking hard as fuck. Oh hell no! Don't take the keyboards. I like the keyboards. But I'm just saying, yeah, people guitar oriented albums. But pe like, the let's people throw on some keyboards. The people who hate this album are, are all about the keyboards. They fucking suck. Oh, like Doctor Fuck, Doctor Doctor Fuck likes me to flip people and say "fuck you" if you don't like this track. Well, fuck you if you don't like this track. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna fucking dick. pander uh, to Doctor yeah, Fuck. Stand still. What a fucking amazing song. And yeah, it's you know it's different for Rush, but I mean every album they're kind of going somewhere different. I love Amy Mann's vocals. My friend Joey said she gave a killer blow job. Um, <laughs> and just, I got, I even love the stupid cheesy ass video with like Alex Lifeson with his goofy ass, like, you know, new wave haircut. Gay Lee with the uh, fucking dead raccoon on his head. <laughs> I love that video. I love this song. It fucking rules. Uh, yeah. But goddamn, where's Ty Shan on this list? <laughs> Ty ain't, Shan. It ain't coming, I bitch. wanted stuff from the, from, from the, from the Victor album on. Oh, you fucking I'm going to say Ty Shan's in my top five favorite songs of all time. Victor sucks and so is that new Envy of None album he did. Oh my god. Um, Getty Lee has the best fucking that, Rush but... solo album with My Favorite Headache. Fuck I, those I, Alex I, Lifeson albums. I, I, I like the first um, like three but or four songs Lucidity. off of Victor. Fuck Victor. I like it a lot. Well, good Especially for you. Especially the second song is great. Well, let's get to our top 16, which is Cygnus X1. Eric picked it at 18. I picked it at 31. Al picked it at 5. And Ryan, you picked it at 31. So I'm going to let Ryan go first since he did the list. Uh, this was, um, you know, falls into that epic category again. Um and this is interesting. This is a, this is kind of one of those songs that I came to late in my rush timeline, if you will. Um, I didn't. I had heard this song, but I didn't really know this song well until probably the last ten, fifteen years. Um, so it's a song that if I had done this list twenty years ago, wouldn't have even been on here. It was just a song I I didn't know well. Um, I didn't know that album well until about 15 years ago, for some reason, which is weird. Um, it's an album I had, I just didn't listen to a lot, but has, like, over the years really jumped up uh, the, the ladder of, uh, of Rush albums. Um, Farewell to Kings is, is awesome. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, another classic Rush epic, and, um, you know, this one's really all over the place, um, but really, really cool, and the more I've listened to it, the, the more I like it. Uh, but it has some catching up to do on some others that are still to come in, in the epic category. Um, but still, awesome, epic Rush song. Love it. What do you think about it, Eric? You picked it 18. Oh, man, the song fucking rules. Um, I love fucking Farewell to Kings. Uh, I, I, I'm tempted to see, uh, but I probably won't be able to, uh, Primus doing Farewell King, Farewell to Kings in its entirety. I miss them, too. Yeah, oh, sweet. man, like, I, I'm not sure if they already came to Indiana, but I, I may end up having to miss it, man, because there's so many art shows I'm catching already that I just can't really afford it. Um, uh, you know, but it was kind of one of those things I wanted to see it because I never did get to see fucking Rush, and I still kick myself over it to this day. Uh, but god 
damn, what a fucking song this is. I love Farewell Kings. There's not a bad song on that album. And this song's fucking epic. And uh, I'm not sure if I... Uh, I'm not sure if I included both this and uh, X2 from Hemispheres, but, uh, you know, it's always back and forth between those two because they're both so fucking epic, but I think I still give the edge to this one, to X1. God, just, you know, rush, man. They can take, a, a, you know, whatever, how long this fucking song is and make it seem like it's, you know, no time at all. There's so many twists and turns, but it all makes sense and it all keeps your interest all at the same time. Or it's the amazing, like, vocals, the creepy, like, evil voices they add in, or the amazing instrumentation. Fucking amazing, man. I love this tune. Yeah, Lee, what'd you think about uh, Signet X1? You picked it. You you didn't pick it. Yeah, I pretty what? much think the exact opposite of what Eric said. I think that it just kind of is just a whole bunch of different parts that, that that just sort of meander and don't really do much for me in fact i used to play this on the piano it's like it's just the same things repeating it's like like i mean i mean it's not like i'll run out screaming and hold my hands over my ears if it comes on but it's just it it it, it, it made me think that they were just wasting space for about 15 minutes on the album that's the way i felt about it no i i fucking love this song i picked it at 31 yeah. Yeah, this song fucking rules. It's like Mark, I pick you it wanna at, get a room? I I, <laughs> I pick it at thirty one, you know, not my top twenty five because it's, there's so many fucking rush songs that I can it's fucking it's like throw a fucking dice what rush song I'm gonna pick in a given day. It's like I can't. The only one I don't like is Ty Shan, fucker. What? Yeah, fuck Ty that Shan's song. the greatest song ever written in history. My God, none of the band Ty members like it. Ty fucking Shan, baby. Fuck that Ty Shan. But let's get to our number 15, which is Free Will. Uh, I didn't pick it. Eric picked it at 25. Al Woo! picked it at number 2. And uh, Ryan picked it at 29. So let's get to you, Eric. Why'd you pick Free Will? Oh, man, Free Will. Uh, this is one of those songs I was talking about earlier where it's an overplayed Rush song, but I never get sick of it. Just from that opening, and ah, oh, that's just so, it, it just sounds so Rush. Like, you hear that shit, you know that's Rush. No other band's doing, like, an opening little, like, like that. Oh, I love this song. I love the fucking lyrics, you know. Neil Peart, we haven't really talked much about, but goddamn, what a lyricist he is. Uh, very intelligent man, very smart man, but, uh, oh my god, just this song fucking rules, and the reason why Permanent Waves is one of my, you know, all-time favorite Rush albums, uh, not my number one, but still, it's, it's up there, uh, god, I just fucking love this song, um, just always gets me in the mood, man, always gets me hyped up, I never get sick of it, no matter how many times I hear it on the radio, no matter how many times it's, like, overplayed, I just... It gives me that same rush it did when I first heard it as a little kid. I I agree with you. The song rules. Lee, you picked the twenty three. Why'd you pick this track? Oh, um, at at that point, I, I I really was um like I said, the first fifteen or so were the ones that I really thought were good, and then the others I had to kind of squeeze my mind to find out which ones I liked. Um, and and so it's only a degree of it. So it's it's okay 
but I mean, it's it's not a song that I um, go to. But it's not a song I'll run away from either. It's it's all right. It's sort of like like a carbon copy or or a, or a similar version of um, Limelight, you know. So it, it it it's fine, but 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 it's not thrilling. Well, I didn't pick this track, but uh, Ryan, you're back. Twenty nine. Why why did you pick this track? Um, love the the album permanent waves um and actually this is an interesting note we're all the way up to uh 15 on the list and this is the first time we've had a, a second song from an album every every song until now has been a new album uh, this is the second from permanent waves um i love permanent waves uh in general but and i think one of the reasons i love it so much is it has a good range on it uh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is uh, you know one more uh, poppy song for 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 Rush's uh, you know range, and uh, I, I think it works. I love it. It's, it's interesting, like because I be became a Rush fan uh, with Moving Pictures at that time. For some reason, when I got into older bands, I, it took me a while to go backwards and go before the first album I bought. So I didn't even really have uh, Permanent Waves until probably a good almost decade after I had gotten into Rush. Um, oh, when man. Chronicles came when Chronicles came out, and I think it came out in 90, um, which is, you know, eight years after I got into Rush, that's when I started to go backwards. That's when I started to buy the old albums. Because, um, you know, quite frankly, the late 80s stuff I did not love. Um, I kind of fell out of love with Rush with uh, the string of Grace under. <clears throat> under um, oh man, those are the great. I love that well, shit. And, and I've I've learned to like those albums over the years. I still don't like them as much as the other eras, but I think each one of them has their their strong points. I don't I don't hate any of them. Um, but it, it's definitely my least favorite Rush era. But I, I got when Chronicles came out in '90. I, I believe it was '90. Uh, I got a big, big Rush resurgence, and I started like one by one going back and buying the old albums. And the first one I bought was Permanent was uh, Permanent Waves, and I to this day love that album and and love the song. No, oh, it is a great album and a great song. It's just like the lyrics, like you can choose a ready guide and some celestial voice, and the drums. Psh, psh, it, uh, it's a fucking great song. I would choose free will. Yeah, it's just like. I don't understand, you know, I know you guys, some of you guys on here are King Diamond fans, but some people don't like Getty Lee and they like King Dude, Diamond. I don't get that. I don't His get that either. Awesome. I'm really hoping that, that um, some of my top 10 will be in the top 10. If not, I, I, I'll be disappointed if like... Lee, you got, you, got a lot, you got a lot coming in the top 10, Lee. Thank you. I'm just yeah, they will kick someone's ass if his top 10 is not in the top 10. I know. I'll just be very disappointed in drink, but what else is new? I always get disappointed <laughs> in drink. <laughs> then we get to the next song, Tom Sawyer. Fuck you, Tom Sawyer. And then uh, Eric picked it at 12, I picked it at 27, Lee didn't pick it, Al picked it at 2, and Ryan picked it at 27, so I'm going to go with you, Eric. Why'd you yeah, pick Tom Sawyer? Man. This is another song, man. I never get fucking sick of Tom Sawyer. It's overplayed as 
fuck. And I still, every time I hear it, I go ape shit. Just the drumming alone is phenomenal. Just that little drum piece. Like, uh, you know, fuck that goddamn Phil Collins song. You want air drum? Air drum the Tom fucking Sawyer, baby. That song fucking rules, man. If, if you're all watching about a Rush it, concert, you know, they're all air drumming, dude. Oh, yeah, but I mean, this song specifically, and this is uh, not the first Rush song I heard, but it was definitely like second or uh -huh. third, and it just blew my fucking mind. Oh. I still get that same Rush every time I hear this, you know, oh. I, Rush, that I didn't even mean for that to be a pun. I still get that same Rush every time I hear it. I still get pumped when I hear it. Uh, this song fucking rules, man. Uh, I can't really even say anything else to describe it other than it's fucking Tom Sawyer, baby. And I'm going to go feed my cat while you guys talk about it. Well, Neil Peart fucking said this is the hardest song to play live. And then we get to you, Ryan, which you picked it at 2017. Why would you pick this at 17? Yeah, you know, I have definitely gone through some periods over the last 40-something years where I didn't have to hear Tom Sawyer again because it is overplayed as fuck. But... Um, it's weird with a lot of these kind of like just classically overplayed songs that I will have periods where then I kind of like haven't listened to it in so long that I can listen to it again and appreciate it. And that's kind of where I'm at with Tom Sawyer right now. When I was, you know, listening to Rush to to do this list, you know, the, the kind of, you know, sick of it part of me was like, eh, will this song make my top 40? And then I was listening to it, just no interruptions with headphones on and just like kind of smiling and saying like, Jesus, it's undeniable how fucking great this song is. Um, you know, is, is, is there are times I'm sick of it, but like, it, it's almost like, feels like it's going to have a resurgence for me where I'm going to be listening to it a lot again. Because it's just that great a song. Um, so I, I added it 17. I, I couldn't deny its greatness. As much as it's been, you know, overplayed, it's it's still phenomenal. Yeah, Al picked it at 21. I picked it at 27. I, what you and Eric just said about this song, it's undeniable. It's like <laughs> Neil Peart just said this is the hardest drum party he ever has to play. He just I know, too, he... Um, I know there's certain, like, he kind of changes it up when he plays it live as he got older because yeah. there's certain things he just could not do anymore, so he kind of changed the way he did it a little bit. Yeah. And he changed the entire way he played drums about 10 years before they Yeah, started. yeah. He took, like, like, big band guy, right? Buddy yeah. Rich. Yeah, he took lessons on how to hold the sticks. And dude, it blows my mind, too, how there's still fucking dickheads that talk about Oh, he's overrated. Oh, he's not that great of a fucking drummer. Fuck those people. If you think Neil Peart's not a great drummer, you can go fuck yourself. You can get a drumstick shoved up your ass. Anybody I know, man. Anything about drums respects the hell out of him, whether they like that kind of music or not. Yeah, um, fuck all these exactly. jackass, you know, elitist people uh, like talking about Buddy Rich. And don't get me wrong, Buddy Rich is not bad, but these elitist Buddy Rich people that hate on Neil Peart. Fuck those people. You know, but give them the middle finger like I do on the videos. <laughs> yeah, suck on my fucking, you know, my large, medium-sized dick. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to, uh, I picked it 27, but what all you guys said. Lee, why didn't you pick it? Pick Tom I, Sawyer. I don't dislike it. I think it's a good song. It's just that with a whole bunch of songs like that, I guess there are some songs that 
um, didn't make the list, and so that just happened to be one of them. But I think it's a good song. It, I, I guess it just didn't um, get good enough to be on my list. And then we get to the next okay. track, Red Barchetta, which, Eric, you picked a 10. Yeah. Al, Al picked a 7. I'm pretty Ryan, sure I did not pick it. You did not pick <laughs> it, and I did not pick it either, but I do love this song. But, uh, Ryan, you picked it at 2. Let's let you go first on Red Barchetta. Um, as I've already said many times, this was... This, Tom Sawyer, and Limelight were the three songs that got me into Rush that from those MTV videos. And I just vividly remember that red jacket that Alex Lyson's wearing. And uh-huh. um, this song is really, I think, his song. I mean, they, this, the, the, the you know, guitar in the song is incredible. Uh-huh. Um, cool lyrics, too. Um, I like the story that it tells, you know... Um, about it it's it's a <clears throat> story about where there's motor laws like you know where you're not even allowed to drive on on, on the roads and take this sports car out you know breaking the laws pretty much um but it's it's you know an incredible song uh the, the lyrics and everything but really the music is is what drives it for me um no pun intended uh, <laughs> it's, it's just so powerful it's so, it's so heavy it's so cool so different too i mean there was not like there was a lot i was 10 years old when this came out it's not like i was listening to a lot that sounded like this um and just that the visual memory of watching those videos and that red jacket of uh, alex license i just love that whole uh exit stage left uh footage oh god from from that tour (laughs) you you talk about like you just gave me a hard on (laughs) <laughs> a red Barchetta jacket, yeah, big ass boner right now. Oh yeah, you talk a about red, a red bar, a red Barchetta jacket. Jacket, there <laughs> you good. go. You talk about like it, it, people ask you hypothetically if you could go to any like one tour. Um, this would be probably that moving pictures tour would probably be a top five for me of like if I could go to any tour, just time machine me back and put me in the third row. That, that would be really high on the list. I totally agree with you on that one. Hell yeah. With oh, the Montreal form, baby. Oh, and or, I got I got the freaking box set of the moving pictures with the live. How is and you got a red barchetta oh, car I, with it. But yeah, I got a bit of red barchetta car and it's it's like live YYZ nineteen eighty one in Toronto and it's fucking amazing. Oh, one of the best you could buy that on digital though, Ryan. Uh Ryan I mean uh Eric. You could buy yeah. that digital on iTunes. I, dude, you don't I need to buy the to box, buy that set. box set. But man, I just you know, money's tight, man. So like priority wise, when it comes to music, I buy all my music. I buy a lot of my music digital because I gotta save a lot of money for you know obviously bills and all that. And then uh, as far as like you know wants, you know instead of needs, what wants it's concert tickets. Um, exactly. So yeah, I definitely have to like uh, I'll have to purchase the the concert on iTunes at some point. Uh, I'll probably yeah. listen to it maybe on YouTube, get just just so I can hear it at least, uh, or my Apple Music. I'll probably listen to it, but yeah, I'll definitely be buying that. My man, favorite cause... was Live in Rio till I heard this. Live in Rio, okay. Yeah. I keep hearing a lot of good things about the uh, the live the live stuff that comes with that Moving Pictures box set. Oh God, it's it's the best part of the box set, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I, and they gave me the CDs and the vinyl, so I'm happy. 
Okay, cool, nice. Rip Archetta, you picked it number 10, Eric. Yeah, it, dude, it's a fucking amazing song, man. Um, and it, it just reminds me of, you know, it's uh, it's one of those songs, man, it just takes you back to, you know, being a kid, being rebellious. You know, it's about driving, you know, a, a sports car. Uh, now, Grant, I wasn't driving no sports car in high school, and uh, I actually used to have a I wasn't doing a lot of driving in high school or in my early 20s. Like, I had a, I had my license, but I had a huge driving phobia. Like, I was terrified terrified of driving. Like, even to this day, I still have driving anxiety. Uh, it's a little bit better now. Uh, but I used to have serious driving anxiety, so I would always, you know, uh, when it came down to going to places, it was always, like, my friends driving, and I was always a passenger, like, just like I said, serious driving anxiety, but you know, lyrically, man, it reminds me of just being young, being a kid when you first get your license and you and your friends are, you know, you can drive everywhere now, you can go to places uh, that you used to not be able to when you're walking or whatnot. You know, it, it's that sense of, you know, that little bit of freedom you get when you're young. Uh, so it's a fun song, man. Great guitar work by Alex Lifeson. Um, I love that fucking video. I remember, you know, I had a job for a while at, uh, you know, Bosch, you know, like Bosch, like warehouse. Um, I had this friend Marcus Godinez, and he would always, always go on the computers that we had there. Uh, we weren't supposed to be going on YouTube or anything, but he would go on YouTube, and like this is one of those songs he'd always play on YouTube for us to kind of help us get through the workday. So it always brings back memories of me and him hanging out, causing trouble at Bosch uh, warehouse. Uh, one song, man. I fucking love it. Great song. I'm gonna go take a piss while you guys talk about it next, and while you guys talk about Bastille Day. Well, Rip Archetta, I didn't pick it. Lee didn't pick it, and it's just yeah. I don't like it much. Yeah, I so, like so I like it. I like it a lot. That's, that's the only thing that I was gonna say as to why I didn't pick it was I don't like it much. I like it a lot. It's just that I didn't pick it. <laughs> that's yeah. about it. I don't like it, and I didn't pick it. So that's, that's all right. That's, we get to number twelve, Bastille Day, which Ryan picked at twelve. Al picked at nineteen. Lee picked at seventeen. I didn't pick it, and Eric picked at fifteen. But he's taking a well. Um, I'm Ryan, you're get some water. Ryan, so, um, you're number twelve. You so why'd you pick this track? You can talk, but I'm not gonna be. I, I'm gonna be here, but but I'm gonna be. Not here for about a minute, okay? Okay, Ryan, tell us why you like Bastille Day. Um, heavy man. Uh, this is you know if you look when these when they were putting this stuff out, um, you compare it to what was coming out at the time, especially on their first four, three, four, five albums. They were some of their stuff was as heavy as anything that was coming out at that time, and to open up an album uh, with this song. Um, just let I me, mean, this was metal pretty much at the time. It was prog metal. Um, this, no, this is 1975. This isn't even like late seventies. This is mid seventies. So this is, this is early prog metal and, and it's great. Um, heavy. It's probably my favorite song on caress. Uh, and again, uh, talking about kind of my rush timeline, I didn't get into this song until 1990 when it was on uh, Chronicles. I didn't even know the song until, until Chronicles. Um, so I kind of had two enlightening, you know, periods with Rush. I had my original in 82 where I kind of got into them and bought everything through to the late 80s. And then when Chronicles came out, that's when I did the dive back to the old stuff. All right. Eric, are you and back? And I'm back. And I'm back. 
Okay, Eric, you're number 15. Talk about this, and I'm going to go take a piss. I'll be right back. Uh, Bastille Day, right? And then, and then after you're done talking about Bastille Day, go to Lee, because he's 17. <laughs> I'll be okay. right back. I thought I'm 53 or 56, but thank you. Well, just let Eric... Eric, what do you think about Bastille Day? Oh, man, Bastille Day is some fucking rules. I remember uh, the... You know, there's the classic story about... They played this for Paul Stanley... Uh, when they first recorded it, and obviously Paul Stanley's fucking vagina couldn't take the absolute power <laughs> and badassery of the song. This song fucking rules, man. Bastille Day. Uh, you know, this is the song that, like, you know, you know, this is an album that was a slow grower, like I said. When I heard this song, man, I'm like, fuck sound rules. I need to give it a chance. Just great fucking prog metal. Uh, stuff that, like, you know, Queensryche would make a career out of. This song just fucking rules, man. I remember, too, uh, it was middle school when I really dove into those first three Rush albums. And at the time, in history class, I loved history class at my middle school that I was in. You know, I went to a private school in middle school, and uh, I really loved my history teacher. She made history, like, just the best subject to learn. And I was always, like, a, you know, I, I fucked up a lot in school, but history class in middle school was, like, one of my best subjects because um, of Miss Marshall and I remember like this song was awesome because I knew what they were talking about because we had just learned about everything they talked about with uh, the Steel Day so really great fucking song um, if Caressa Steel is an album that you're struggling to get into start off with this song and listen to the rest of it I guarantee you will not be disappointed great fucking song Lee go ahead and talk about whatever yeah. song it is you're going to talk about <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess I'm talking about that song, and I think that Mark mentioned that I picked it. Um, yeah, you were and, you had it at 17. Okay, yeah. Um, they got me at 17, <laughs> but but um, but 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 yeah, it's it's one of those songs that I do like. I guess there were 16 that I like more, and I forget which ones they were. But no, this this is um one that I. I I do like and um once in a rare while I still go back to listen to it even though I don't I I rarely go back to listen to Rush the only albums that I usually hear if I'm going to hear Rush are either the first album or I like Power Windows and occasionally even though I don't like it I will listen to A Farewell to Kings just to try to make myself like it more but other than that, um, I usually don't listen much to Rush just as a go-to. But once in a rare while, I will listen to a song like Bastille Day as a go-to. And so, I like it. Yeah, it's a, it, I didn't pick it, but you guys are all right about it. It's a fucking great song. Uh, and then we get to the next song, Xanadu, which... Uh, Ryan, you picked a play, so here's Xanadu on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
To stand within the pleasure dome Decreed by Kubla
Okay, that was Dana to you. Brian, why did you pick this song to play? Uh, well, I had it number four. It's one, it's one of my You had favorites. it number four. Eric had it number one, but you picked it to yep. play, so I'll let you go first. Who's uh, going first? Ryan. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Because he picked it to yeah. play. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's my favorite of their epics. It's, um, it's perfect. And I was actually kind of a, a latecomer to this song. Um, you know, I, I was really into a lot of their other stuff before I got into uh, Farewell to Kings. And it, it was so cool to kind of have this as a late, later discovery. And, and it's funny because I had heard it on Exit Stage Left, but um, for some reason it just didn't click with me back then. And I, it was like one of the songs I didn't listen to on that album but then i had like kind of a reawakening with this song about 20 years ago and it's it's just ridiculous the song's magical it's the the, the different it's all over the place from you know that that slow opening where there's not even really any music for about a minute and a half all the bells and the um whatever period is is playing with but um it, it's a beautiful song it's all over it gets heavy and then it gets melodic and then it gets just jammy and then it's i mean it's just incredible uh could listen to it all day every day and on their last tour was my favorite song of the night um that last tour by the way was just unbelievable for those who didn't get weren't lucky enough to go with they you know you can get the dvd i have the blu-ray <laughs> the whole production of the thing was amazing and, and the concept of it is is they went back in time as as the show went on the the opening songs they were playing on a modern stage and they were playing most of their newer stuff and as they were going backwards in their catalog they were pairing the stage and, and the lights and everything to look like that era and uh this was right in the middle and they used lasers and fog and you know, it was 80s era, and it's the coolest, like, laser show I've ever seen in a show. Um, and it's, you know, back in the 80s, that was the big hip thing, laser light shows. But it was really cool to see in 2015, I believe that tour was, what modern technology could do with that laser stuff. Um, we were sitting very, like, the third or fourth row on the upper deck, and, like, the laser show during this song was just like hypnotic because it was like right below us almost they were pumping in like the fog into the place to make so everybody could see these lasers and everything and it was unbelievable probably won't go over as well on a dvd but that dvd is worth watching just to hear the performance of xanadu um it was brilliant it was so cool to hear that song live because they hadn't played it in a good 10 years uh prior to that tour and um so happy I got to see that. I didn't even realize when I was at it that that would be the last Rush show. I knew it was a possibility, but um, didn't know for sure because they didn't like you know they didn't bill it as a farewell tour. But it was the highlight of that tour for a highlight of an unbelievable set. The whole set was great, but to me, Zanadu was the highlight of the night. They got offered to go to Europe on that tour, and uh, Neil said no. Yeah, well, so was, dude, I fucking I, respect Rush Rush for that. You know, they fucking, you know, they kind of hinted that it was going to be their last tour, but they never made a big deal like, oh, this is our farewell tour, blah, blah, blah. They're not like Kiss, the Rolling Stones, or fucking Motley Crue. Oh, it's the last tour. And or Scorpions like kind of did that, later. too. 
Yeah. Yeah, Scorpions did too. It's just like you know, Rush has a lot of fucking integrity. They ended on top, uh, you know, and they they ended with some fucking dignity. They didn't make a big deal about it, and they're still like they're you know they're never gonna get back. They're mm-hmm. never gonna be, get back together without Neil. No. Uh, it's almost kind of sad too because you gotta think probably Neil knew about his cancer. Yeah. Uh, and that's why he wanted to end it. You know when he when they did, and you know it's heartbreaking. Uh, but man, they they went out on top, man. Right. Yeah, well, he was basically he he was struggling to even get through that tour. If you watch that documentary that came out a couple of years ago, Time Stands Still, I got that one too. Uh, of that of that tour, yeah, that that it was really hard for him to even get. I mean, listen, they were playing long shows; those were two and a half hours. Yeah, and he was doing two different drum solos during the show, and I mean, it it was really hard for him to physically even get. Through. I mean. When you play drums like that guy plays, the two hardest yeah. things band getting old are lead singer's voice and a drummer, because um, yeah. it's such a physical instrument. And he was he was struggling to get through some of those shows, um, and and they really detail it in that documentary. Um, so you know, I think they knew, and the cancer was right behind it. But I think they knew pretty well that that was probably their last tour when they were yeah. doing. It. Dude, when he oh. died of cancer, it just broke my heart because, you know, I, I'd always commend me, Ralph Beer, and a lot of people commended the way that, like, they went out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it was just like, when he great. died of cancer, it's like, oh, my God, like, that's probably why, you know, because they kept it a secret, man. They're, you know, they kind of, they're very private people. And so it just kind of, it really broke my heart when he died of cancer. I was like, man, was he, are, they already know when that tour was going on that like this is gonna be my last time i'm not gonna live much longer it, it broke my fucking heart man it's terrible but yeah but but, but yeah. ryan um when when you mentioned the the you know when when you saw them with the lights it it, it reminded me of when i saw genesis because they had really cool light shows that's all I wanted to say. Nice. How about the movie Stone Age with the guy who got hit with the laser at the Blue Oyster Cult concert? <laughs> and fucking, well, yeah. and fucking Don't Fear the Reaper is a pussy song. Because every band has a I pussy song. I love that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Mark, I love you just for the... That alone is a big reason why I fucking love you, bro. I love Stone <laughs> I Age. Fucking that movie, fucking love that movie, movie dude. Dude, I remember going over to a girl's house like in like high school... It was like summer vacation. There was this girl I, I was like in love with called Haley Turley. I fucking finally worked up the courage to like ask her out on the last day of school. Went over to her place. Like we kind of hit it off. And then she told me like, hey, she come over on like, you know, whatever day on summer vacation and bring some movies. And I brought that movie, man. That movie got me fucking laid, man. <laughs> did you bring, did that, you bring man. tall cans? <laughs> did you bring the tall cans? Those aren't tall cans. Fuck yeah, man. Those These are tall cans. I'm drinking These are tall tall, man. Box 45. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's by the, what's, what's the, the, the dude from uh, Greece, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next to his house, and then we're going to get laid. Those are my chicks. Why are you working my chicks, man? <laughs> the Frankie Avalon. Place. The Frankie Avalon. Place. Yeah. <laughs> fucking movie rules. And then the fucking cop that says, I used to be called Dixie D- Cup Dean. You <laughs> know? Call me Doggy Door Dave. I know. <laughs> he just starts talking to the kids like, I was a fuck up like you, but look at me now. I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> 
That movie fucking rules. I man. love that movie. And then, uh, Eric, you picked Xanadu at number one. Damn right, man. It's fucking Xanadu, baby. I fucking love this song. Uh, God damn. I think there was someone talking about how they hated the the instrumental part of it and how it was so overrated. Well, fuck that guy. God damn, this whole song fucking rules, man. That instrumental buildup, man. This is a fucking song, man. Smoke yourself some good weed. Throw on some headphones Hell yeah. and listen to this. Fuck and this yeah. song fucking rules. It's Xanadu, baby. Fucking, I can't really even say anything about it because it's fucking Xanadu. Just listen to the damn song. It is the greatest Rush song ever written besides Taishan. Oh my um, god. It fucking rules, man. Go listen to it. God damn it. Fucking Lee, you didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. Al, yeah, did pick, not, Al picked I it at number one. It. No, because I, I forgot about it because there's so many good Rush songs, dude. I think it was a mistake. I like it a, a tiny bit better than Cygnus, but it's on the same way the late as Cygnus for me. No, Xanadu, it, I should have picked it. I fucked up. That's all I gotta say. Al had Xandu or Taishan. You missed the two greatest Rush songs. Oh ever. my god! But let's get into the top ten. We get to Fly by Night, man. And Ryan, okay. you picked it eleven. Lee picked it thirty-two. I picked it three. And Eric, you picked it at thirteen. So we'll start with uh, uh, Ryan. You picked it eleven. Uh, Fly by Night. Love it. Classic Rush song. Man. Um, I it. This album, uh, Fly By Night, is this the first? Yeah, this is our first entry from Fly By Night. Um, I love Fly By Night. I think it's still Rush hadn't really completely found themselves, but they're starting to. Pert's, you know, Pert's first album. And uh, this is one of the kind of just more straightforward rock songs, but it's great, and it, it stands uh -huh. up to this day. Uh, the, the drums are great on it. It's kind of a a good uh, introduction to Neil Peart to the world almost kind of thing. You can give him a lot of nice little fills he has in this song. Um, a lot of air drumming whenever this is played live. Uh, it's great. It's 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 an all-time classic Rush uh, song. I love it. Yeah, I get flashbacks <laughs> of this when I used to go into Kmart, because this is my number three song. I used to go into Kmart and see I this in Kmart. The, I see this in a bargain bin. And I go, what the fuck is Rush doing in the bargain bin uh, for four ninety nine? I've been fucking pissed, dude. It was four ninety nine, Fly By Night CD, and the first Rush CD, four ninety nine in the Kmart bargain bin as you go to the register. <laughs> I and wouldn't I was, have been angry. I would have been damn right, good price. I'll uh, buy it. Oh fuck I you! Like these optimistic attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I said this fucking album rules. The fucking song rules. And if I May didn't I pick, wish that if all I, of your songs that that or albums that you want to buy are one hundred or two hundred dollar items. Okay? If I didn't pick right. it at number three, my wife would have choked me out. So this is a fucking great song, uh, Eric. You picked it at thirteen. Oh man, this is the first Rush song I ever fucking heard, man. Uh, Fly by Night. My you know my mom and dad were divorced at the time, and so I would and my mom worked nights at the time, so I was at the time spending the night at my dad's house. My mom would pick me up in the morning, so I got home in time for school, and she always had her CDs playing or she had the radio playing, and I remember one night she picked me up and I hear Fly by Night. And it just blew me away. 
Uh, and like I said, it was the first Rush song I ever heard. And right then and there, man, like anytime my mom or my dad introduced me to a new artist that I loved, I had to raid their CD collection. So, man, after I heard Fly By Night, it just opened the floodgates. I, you know, went to my mom's house and I raided all of her CD collection for anything Rush. Uh, it was just a game-changing song, man. I loved it. I loved Getty's vocals. Um, I don't know how people can hate his voice. Yeah, it's really high-pitched, but I fucking love it, man. Um, it's fucking amazing. And uh, I remember, too, it, it's funny. Ryan, Ryan uh, earlier was talking about Alex Lifeson in the Red Barchetta video. At the time, I was a little kid. I was watching uh, The Crocodile Hunter on Animal Planet, he like the Crocodile Hunter was my shit. I watch that show all the time. For whatever reason, when I heard Fly By Night, I'm like, I bet you one of the guys in this band looks like Steve Irwin. And sure enough, uh -huh. Alex Lifeson in that video looked like Steve Irwin. That's a random right thought, but I don't know why I had to bring it up. But <laughs> That's Fly cool. By Night, man, fucking I like rules. that you said it. Yeah, Fly By Night rules, man. And it's actually my favorite Rush album. My favorite Rush album. I know Twenty uh, Ralph Vieira says Twenty One Twelve is their best album. If you don't agree, it's you know you're wrong. Hell no, man. Twenty One Twelve is great, but Fly By Night, man. That album holds a special place in my heart forever. That signals yeah. for me, though. <laughs> you know who else agrees with you, Mark? Yeah. Fucking that douchebag Terrence. Oh, don't give me that shit. <laughs> I, I'm like moving. Why is that guy listening to Subdivisions? I you know that motherfucker fucking. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. I turned the page on that, but Alden picked this song. I picked it at number three. Lee, you picked it at 32. Why'd you pick Fly By Night at 32? You don't like um, it, so you don't really need to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I like it better than the ones I don't pick, but, uh, but it, it's okay. But but there were 31 songs I like better. We're getting into your top <laughs> 10 here, buddy. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, The Spirit of the Radio, number nine. Uh, Al picked it at 15, Ryan, you picked it at 3, Eric, you picked it at 19, I didn't pick it, Lee, you picked it in what? your top 10. So, uh, oh, which, Ryan. Which, which number did I pick? You picked it at number 10, Spirit of the Radio. Okay. That's so we're cool. in your 10, but Ryan, you picked it at 3, why'd you pick it at 3? Um, it's just unbelievable song. It's unbelievably unique song. It's 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 unique for Rush, but it's just a unique song in general. Um, I, I don't know that there's any other song on planet that sounds like Spirit of Radio. It's just su such uh -huh. a cool, all over the place. You know, from the reggae parts to it, and just uh -huh. you know, it got like crazy, catchy melodic hooks. Um. Which, you know, Rush had from time to time, but it wasn't a normal part of their kind of repertoire. So this is a different song for them. This was, you know, Spirit of Radio, the, the lyrics are about, you know, just radio and, and falling in love with music and that kind of stuff. But um, they were really like writing a pop song. And, and I think anybody that's like read about that time is they were they were definitely being influenced a little bit by what the police were doing with kind of that mix of rock and reggae and uh they even they, said that too <laughs> oh yeah they they specifically said it and, yep. and you hear the song but i mean god damn it's so good it's so catchy it's so timeless um it never gets old for me i could hear it fifty thousand times and, and it's still great um and i i just think you know everything that's great in rush is, is in this song um it, it's it's brilliant um I, I could listen to it over and over again i love it
Okay, Lee, you picked it in your top ten, brother. Why'd you pick yeah. it ten? Um, it's a pretty good song. I mean, it's not a song that I hear a lot, but when I do hear it, I think it's a lot better than a lot of their other songs, and 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 I, I do like it. I I like it better than the epics. I think it's a really cool song. Yeah, I I didn't pick it, but it's a fucking great song. God damn, <laughs> there's bro. just too many Rush songs, dude. I picked some Snakes and Arrows and some Counterpart songs that you guys didn't even get on this. Why didn't list. you pick so, Taishan, the greatest Rush song dude, ever? I picked Mark. Did you pick a lot of songs that didn't get on the list because you were the only one who picked them? I guess so. Nobody picked anything for Snakes and Arrow. I picked Spendrift. Wow. And I picked, don't pick Taishan. I was pissed about that. God uh, damn it. You weren't pissed. You're just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fuck. I didn't pick it. Let's get to the next track from Fly By Night. Oh, I didn't talk about Spirit of the Radio. Oh, talk about Spirit of the Radio. Your 19th pick. Oh, man. Spirit of the Radio is a great fucking song. Um, I love the police influence. And uh, the police is a band I've really like started kind of... I know the hits, but I've never really dug deep into the police. Uh, but I hear so many great things about them that their band I'm recently like kind of going into. And you should God just go. The... You should just go listen to "Be My Girl Sally," the first song you listen to. <laughs> but no, um, they're a band that really influenced a lot of fucking people, um, including obviously Rush of all people, because uh, there's that little reggae uh, part. Uh, this song fucking rules, man. It reminds me of, uh, it was included in, like, an episode of Freaks and Geeks, which I used to watch a lot back in the day. Great show. Uh, yeah, amazing show. Uh, but yeah, this song fucking rules, man. And it's like, you know, Rush was like, you know, after, uh, Hemispheres, they're like, fuck it. We've taken the prog thing as far as we can go. Let's do something different now. Let's write shorter, catchier kind of songs. And they pull it off, man. It doesn't sound like a sellout or anything. It sounds amazing. They just pull it off perfectly. It sounds sincere. It sounds like a band. Hey, we 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 push the prog thing as far as we can go. Let's do something new. It's it doesn't sound like a band that's trying to get on the radio. It just sounds like a band that's trying something new because they're kind of they, you know, they want to go somewhere new with their music and it works. It's amazing. Yeah, I agree. With the words of the prophets, man. It fucking rules. Oh uh, man, concert hall! It's like, oh, fuck dude, man. and Ralph. How cool is that? Like, how unique is that? You yeah, get the fans into the song right there, dude. They just wrote dude. songs that people just. It's like you hear the original twenty one twelve version where they go dun 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 dun, and then later the fans used to go hey hey, you know, during that part in the original live albums you don't hear that, but when every concert I went to, the fans stopped and went hey. Hey, it's like awesome. I remember uh, Ralph Vieira, because uh, uh, Rock and Mill Combat Podcast did a review on this album. Ralph said when they did the song live, when they said the concert hall part, they like opened up all the lights in the arena yep. when they said concert hall, and the whole crowd just went, ah. That's fucking And amazing. man, just thinking about that just gives me a fucking musical hard on. It gives you the chills. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's like, fuck. When any, that's, that's why this song is so goddamn unique. Just that, that whole, you know, there's so many dimensions to it that they did with that whole breakdown. And, and just that riff. I mean, that riff is one of the, the best guitar riffs of all time. I, I remember my friend Patrick, uh, you know, in middle school. Like I said, I went to middle school. I went to uh, this private school. It was like a Christian school. And, uh, it was literally, dude, I'm talking grades preschool till 12th grade. It was because it was so small. 
and my friend Patrick Finnegan, he, I was in middle school, he was in high school, I remember him learning guitar, and uh, when he learned Spirit of the Radio, it was just such a mind-blowing thing, and because I hadn't heard that song yet, you know, I was still a Rush fan, but I had never heard that song yet, and he's like, dude, I learned Spirit of the Radio by Rush, I'm like, I've never heard that song, he plays it for me, and just hearing that, it just blew me, it blew me away, and uh, to the point where I had to listen to this album, so it brings back memories of Patrick Finnegan, man. He was a cool kid. Uh, hopefully, he's listen. Hopefully, maybe he'll listen to this. Yeah, and then we get to the number eight track of the top twenty-five, "Bytor and the Snow Dog," which uh, I picked number four. Eric didn't pick. Lee picked number one. Al picked number sixteen, and Ryan picked number twenty-five. So Lee, this is I your number one number song. One? You picked "Bytor and the Snow Dog," number one. I, I don't. I don't think I did. Well, that's what Ryan gave me. Well, that's what you gave me. Yeah, yeah that's what you gave uh, me, uh, Lee. Uh, uh, okay, well, I, 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 maybe I like it a lot. I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's an interesting song. It's, 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 it's a, it's, it, but, but I don't remember doing that. But I must have been angry and drunk because I had to pick forty. <laughs> so, so that's why. But alcohol is a I powerful said, drug, man. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to look. But no, I mean, I'll have to listen to it again. But I might have meant it was number eleven. But maybe on the list, may, maybe um, on Google Docs, it, it, <laughs> it put it up there. But, but I. No, I, I, I like it. I think it's a cool song. And so if I picked it number one, then hey, it's because I think it's great. All right. <laughs> All right. And I picked it number four. It's just because the song fucking jams. Like, it's like a big old fight with guitar and bass in the middle. It's like, what the fuck? Getty Lee is like fucking challenging fucking Alex. He's like fucking getting a big old fight between Bajor and a snow dog with a guitar and bass. It's just fucking amazing track. And then fucking uh, Eric, you didn't pick it, but uh, Ryan... Dude, oh, in I'm... fact, oh! In fact, <laughs> I found the list. And, and no, Bajor was not number one. My, we already did my number one, which was Finding My Way. Oh, I have Ooh, no fucking nice. idea why my 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 <laughs> list was finding my way. Well, all right, all right. I, I'm not gonna, uh, but well, boy, we fucked um, up. But it's it, it, it's your top Vitor ten. Tour was um like um. I don't even have by tour on here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so, reading what so I got. Ryan, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to go back and check the lists. I okay. will, do you have an email? Because I'm going to give you the list on my own. Vitor, yeah, I, I thought that's a fucking weird song for number one. I don't even. Why, why the fuck are you saying that? That's that's just fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, okay. let's. In fact, you, you probably got every song wrong. So thank you. You got everybody's fucking song wrong and everything. So let's just keep pretending that we're all good and keep going until we finish. Holy shit. Wow. All right, Ryan, you picked my tour at number 25. Why did you pick it at 25? 
Um, I don't even know how to come up, how to follow up. Uh, um, I, this was their first, uh, you know, venture into the epic and the, and the, the jam and, the, and like, you know, having five different sections to one song. Um, and it's, it's just, it, they learned to do it a lot better as they went on, but I always just get a kick out of listening to the song because it was the first time they were trying it. You can tell, you know, knowing what was to come, listening to the song, kind of, you know, it is a little, you know, compared to the other stuff, very imperfect and very kind of experimental, but that's what makes it great. And it, it kind of holds its place as that first attempt that they, they did together in doing this. And that's part of the reason I love Fly By Night um, but I love this song. It's one of the better songs on the album. Eric, what did you well, think of By Tour? You didn't pick it. Oh, man. I'm surprised I didn't pick it because it's a phenomenal song. Well, maybe Ryan album. messed up, like Lee was saying. So, <laughs> yeah. Picked it. Well, man, man, in fact, Ryan I'm not going to say like any more about that. Let, 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 <laughs> let the evidence speak for itself. Yeah, right. Go ahead. I love how Ryan literally sounded like he's going around this house locking his doors. <laughs> he sounded very nervous, but... I'm surprised this didn't make my list. Um, again, Rush is such a great band that there's so many classics that get left off your list, like uh, Taishan. But uh, oh my God, uh, <laughs> uh, this song—you know—it's a song off obviously my favorite Rush album. It's a great song. I love, like Ryan says, it's like an in-between album. They still haven't fully realized that prog sound yet like they would on Caress of Steel, so it's like in between. There's still elements of the first Rush album, but there's a lot of elements of uh, what was to come. So it's like that weird in-between album, but it works. And By Torn Snow Dog is their first attempt at like the epic track, where it's like, you know, there's different parts to the song. Very long song, you know. I fucking love it. It's a cool song. I love like the cool like the duel between the bass and the guitar to make it sound like a rules. fight between these two monsters. Um, this song fucking rules. Um, Should have been on my list, but there are so many other great songs that I loved even more where this one didn't make it. Um, but it's a great fucking song, man. Uh, phenomenal. I can understand why it was included on this list because it's phenomenal. Right. Actually, I will say that's the only mistake. After I've been looking at this list, everything else is pretty much on par. It's just that one song, so so it's all good. All right, well, let's get to your uh, number four track, if it is your number four, The Big Muddy on the Freeform <laughs> Rock Podcast. Yeah.
Okay, you said that actually was your number four, Lee. The Big Money. Why'd you pick this track? I wish I could have picked it as number one, but gosh darn it, there's three more that I like better. But it's a really great song, and and, and, and I wish I could make a mistake and say it was my number one, but it isn't. It's it's a cool song, and, and, and especially on headphones loud, it is really, really cool. Yeah, and Dr. Fuck is saying we all suck, because we all <laughs> picked this song except for Al. Dr. I have Fuck hates... Fucking power I have windows. to put things on my um my phone charger instead of my headphones because this episode's going long and my phone charger is about to stop. So thank you for having such a long episode, but I was still on. But <laughs> we're almost but, but, done, dude. Calm down. Oh, in about twenty minutes, of course, because everyone's <laughs> gonna talk so long. By that time, my phone is gonna be uncharged. We'll plug so it in while you're talking. Plug that's in, what I'm gonna do. That's why I. That's okay, why I'm you gonna don't plug it in. So if I'm not online, <laughs> it's because it's because of my phone fuck up and because you guys are on so long. <laughs> well, dude, plug it in, and while you're talking, it shouldn't go off. Hey, Lee, you should know. I go. I can go for. I can okay, go all it's night on now. But now <laughs> I can't hear you because it was on video. On. Well, change live. it. Change it. Fix it. No, no, I, I can hear you say change it, but I can't hear you. Well, you can't fuck you, then. Well, uh... Okay, it's on speaker. Okay. It's not going to hear me on echo. I can hear you. It's not echoing. And then we oh, get to we get to I'm Ryan. Sorry. You picked this big money as number six. Why'd you pick it number six? Damn. Uh, I just I just love this song. Uh, this is Alex Lifeson's song to me. Um, love that guitar riff. Um... And I, you know, the the part with it with just the really long drum rolls on the on the snare along with the guitar, so catchy. Um, easily my favorite song off of uh, that album, an album that I do not love, um, like, but you know, it's way down the list of my favorite Rush albums. But just love that song, uh, catchy as hell, great pop Rush. Yeah, I picked it at number 12, and me and Eric, I think we gushed on this episode. So what do you think yeah. about Eric? You picked it at number 23. Oh, man, it's phenomenal. I, we're probably going to take a lot of shit because even I'll, even me as a big fan of this song and even of this album, I will say, like, there's this song, there's certain songs we just talked about that should be above this song as much as I love it, but it's a great song. I love the big money. Uh, phenomenal song. Um, it's definitely probably one of the most rocking songs off Power Windows, which is a very keyboard-heavy album. Uh, and even though I've really grown to love, uh, you know, Power Windows, and we even uh, reviewed it on the Freeform Rock podcast together, um, it's a great album, but it's very keyboard-heavy. This is definitely the song that even people that don't like Power Windows will like. Uh, because, uh, like Ryan was saying, you know, Alex Lifeson's all over the song. Just that riff is amazing. It's really hard rocking. I love this tune. It's so catchy. Um, everyone's on fire on this song, you know, where it's Getty with his uh, bass lines, Alex with his amazing, you know, riffage, and, you know, Neil Peart doing some great stuff on the drums. It's a great song. Uh <laughs> I could definitely understand the hatred uh, that we may get for putting Xan this song over, like, you know, Xanadu and uh, Spear of the Radio and whatnot, but it's a great song. Well, Dr. Fuck is flipping list. us off right now. So. Oh, he, 
he's getting pissed right now, but hey, it's a great song. I totally understand. I think it should have been maybe a little bit lower, but I'm not complaining, though, because it's a great song that belongs on the list. And, Mark, I'll let you take the next song, Distant Early Warning, while I go take a piss. Distant Early Warning, which uh, Ryan picked at 24, Al picked at 22, Lee picked at 8, I picked at 30, and Eric picked at 9. So, Lee, you picked it higher than anybody else. Is that the right ranking, number 8? Yes, yes. Okay, talk wow. about Distant Early Warning. Um, I like it. I mean, um, I, 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 I forget how it goes, but I know that when I heard it, it is it, the, there's, there's, there, there's a, wait, oh, it, is that the first song off of Grace Under Pressure? Yes. Okay, well then I know it, even though I can't hum it, but, um, it's a cool song, man. It's, it's maybe one of the first songs by Rush that I actually really liked before I started liking their other stuff. I think it's cool. I like I think that if I saw them in concert, I would have liked to have him have them do it the first song and I would have liked to hear it. Is it the one that goes He goes Absalom Sublam Sublam at the end. Absalom Absalom yeah, 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 Absalom, right, right, Absalom. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 the late 80s rush like the keyboard era but i remember seeing this video on uh it was either rock fest or metal mania on vh1 classic and i was in love with this song man it's just it's so catchy uh very hook it has so many hooks in it i even love the really cheesy like 80s uh video with the kid like on the riding on the missile gay lee's like ugly ass looking haircut and uh alex Lifeson's you know, he looks like the guy from that uh, new wave band in the 80s. I love this song, man. It's it's really catchy. Uh, it's really fun, really hard rocking. Uh, I know this is kind of the album where, like, a lot of people, this last album where, like, a lot of Rush fans kind of dropped off uh, because it's the last one that really had a lot more guitar work in it, whereas the next album, Power Windows, they would go full-on, like, keyboards. Um and I really love uh, Grace Under Pressure. Phenomenal album. This one of the last album, last Rush albums I enjoyed. Before I obviously went back and discovered the more keyboard heavy stuff and the 90s stuff and whatnot and uh, really be learned to enjoy that. But it's a phenomenal album. I'm really glad there's a song represented from this album on the list. Uh, it, it, phenomenal song, man. I've always loved it, even at a young age when I was really anti-keyboard rush. Great fucking song. So catchy. Yeah, and then we get to you, Ryan. You picked a 24. What do you think about this song? Um, yeah, I, I do not love Grace Under Pressure. Um, oh, this, my heart. Oh. It was just a weird, you know, because I loved moving pictures as much as I did, and I loved signals but i didn't like it quite as much as moving pictures and then this was kind of like even more of a letdown to me oh uh, I, this was probably at this 
point about as low as I've ever been on Rush. And again, I come back to these albums later and I can appreciate them a little bit more than I did at the time. But this song, without getting too deep into um, the album, uh, I still love this song. And I, I love this song the first time I heard it. Uh, it's wow. an all-time classic Rush song. And the one thing with Rush is, if you look at my list, you would probably like think, like, oh, God, this guy's just like a, a greatest hits Rush fan almost, because I do have a lot of their biggest hits high on the list, but it's not the case. I mean, I know every single Rush album top to bottom. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I've listened to, to like Test for Echo a thousand times, but I, <laughs> I have. I've listened to every oh, great album at least a dozen start to finish i mean every time a rush album comes out i get it and i give it a good shot and if it sticks it sticks if it doesn't it doesn't and some of that stuff in the 90s did not stick at all with me um but you know I, i've listened to these albums a ton and uh you know this song still to this day uh uh it's great 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 tune on a um album that i didn't love i Damn. picked it i picked it 30 this is a great fucking track I love it, but you made me pick 40. So uh, I was like, fuck, I got to pick something. I love this track. And if you could listen to the episode we did on this album, me and Lee, it's really good. But I just realized we didn't have any fucking tracks from Vapor Trails either. Snakes and Arrows, Vapor Trails, and fucking Counterparts, and Roll the Bones. What the fuck, people? Those are four <laughs> great albums. Are those the four albums that you picked most of your songs from? I, maybe. I don't remember, <laughs> but I know I picked I remember, them both. You definitely picked those songs because you're a hardcore Rush fan. My, I know I, I picked something off of Roll the Bones. I know I picked something off of Counterparts. I know I picked something off of Vapor Trails. Probably. I, I know I put Stick It Out on my list. Stick It Out rules. I, I don't love know that I, song. Yeah. Stick It Out would have been just outside of the top 25. It was like 27 or 28. What about Roll the Bones or Dreamline? Nobody picked Dreamline? No. Roll the Bones is a good album, but it's still something I'm not like. I'm still like really digging into that album. So just listen to Dreamline. It's not bad, but it's just I'm not fami as familiar with it yet. Where I'd put if something you, on. Top if you listen, to, there are some albums by Rush I haven't even heard. You should listen to <laughs> listen to Dreamline over and over. That riff is just amazing. I, and I will it, do that. That'll and then fucking Ghost of a Chance, the fucking instrumentals on that album. My God, that album rules. Hershey. It's a fucking great fucking record. But Nobody gives Roll the Bones any fucking credit. This is no. albums that I have not even heard by Rush. Roll the Bones. Dude, we're doing a fucking Roll the Bones episode. Fuck that. that Hell yeah. And then, I, I, I think that, that I tried to hear all of that and I fell asleep or something. Okay. Oh, shit. And then we I get to... We get to them a roll, roll the Bones tour. They, we're oh, in the top nice. five now, aren't we? Yeah, we're in the top five. We're getting a YYZ. Oh, okay. And uh, Ryan picked it at 10, Al picked it at 12, Lee picked it at 5, I yeah. picked it at 26, Eric picked it at 33, but Lee, you picked it at 5, so why'd you pick yeah. it at 5? I, I think it's a great song. Um, I, I don't have anything to say about it because it's instrumental, and if I were to talk about um, the technicalities of it, you probably wouldn't understand what I said, but let's just say it's a good... Um, Okay, well, it's a good song with a lot of staccato, and there's, like, um, different parts where it's um, um, quarter notes, and then there's eighth notes, and there's, um, 
like four four rhythm, and then it, it it sounds like in some ways it's a two four rhythm that's speed up. But but uh, it, it, let's let's just say I like it. That's cool. And then we get to Ryan. You picked it number ten. Why'd you pick it at ten? Uh, this is my probably my favorite instrumental of all time. It's just brilliant. Um, it, it's where I think they kind of like they had been trying and trying all these different pieces and this is the one that was just like perfect and it showed you just like how incredible a three-piece unit they were to make a song that sounded this huge with three guys and you they could play this thing live you know and other than you know getty keying stuff on his feet it's all just really three guys playing and it sounds so huge and, and just the how intricate this song is and how complicated this song is and the timing that they all have to have together on this song but you know every time you hear it live they kill it uh and it's just it's all-time classic and it's my favorite instrumental of all time yeah it always goes into a drum solo by neil so it's always yeah. awesome uh i picked it 26 it's really fucking cool track and then you picked it at 33 eric yeah, uh, man, it's a fucking great song. Now, I will admit, man, for this was like a song that I was kind of burnt out on for the longest time. Uh, it wasn't from radio. It was from Guitar Hero. You know, with my age, I grew up around that Guitar Hero era when everyone was playing Guitar Hero. And this is one of the songs that was on Guitar Hero, the game. And this song, like, I heard so much, you know, when my friends would come over to play Guitar Hero and whatnot, I always heard YYZ. So I got so burnt out on it. But now listening to it again, man, it's an amazing song. It just goes to show what great musicians uh, uh, Rush are. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, phenomenal song, man. Uh, great song, and I love it now. You know, I never get sick of it anymore. And it's the code for the Toronto Airport yyz to land so that's pretty cool that's where we're yeah. from and then we get to track number we get to song number four 2112 which uh eric picked a two i picked a seven lead in picket al picked it at four and ryan picked it at 16 so eric go first 2112 holy shit i will never forget um i was talking about fly by night my mom picked me up from my dad's house I heard Fly By Night, first time I ever heard Rush, ever. My mom picked me up one day from my dad's house, you know, not too long after, and it was like wintertime, and I was already starting to get into Rush, and 2112 came on, and I think it was on the radio, and it was only like, you know, obviously the Overture and Temples of Syrinx, but I remember that song playing, and my mom listening to it, my mom was really getting into it, you know, my mom loves Rush, and she was getting into it. Like, my mom was even, like, air drumming on the way home. It was winter time, And, you know, I love winter. For those that don't know me, I love the winter time. And uh, so, man, that just, I remember the first time I heard that song just blew me away. And I'm like, Mom, what the fuck? I was in elementary school, so I didn't say fuck. But I'm like, Mom, what the fuck are we listening to right now? And she told me, like, this 2112 by Rush, it's like a concept album. You know, it's like, it's a story. There's different parts to it. I mean, just the overture, the beginning of it with the, you know, all the different, like, you know, elements of, you know, the whole piece. 
intertwined together. And then when you know you have Daly screaming his ass off during the Temples of Syrinx, it just blew me away. And I grabbed my mom's 2112 CD when I got home, listened to the whole thing, and it just blew me away, man. And I, dude, even to this day, man, I get emotional when I hear it because that story is just so, like, it hits you right in the heart, man. Um, it's so touching. It's so powerful and just, it, you know, it's like a what, like, you know, something like 10 plus minute song yet does 20, not feel that 21 long. 21 minutes. 20 21 minutes, minutes man. It, it does not feel 21 minutes. It goes by so fast because it always just keeps your interest. It keeps you interested. You're not sitting there like, oh, fuck, when's this going to end? You're sitting there like, fuck, it's already over. And what, that was 21 minutes? Like, it did not feel like it. It's so amazing. So many twists and turns. If you're gonna listen to any like Rush album, you know, Fly My Night may be my favorite Rush album. But if you're gonna listen to a Rush album, go listen to Twenty One Twelve and listen to that first track, the whole Twenty One Twelve epic. You, if you don't like that, there's a problem with you because it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's like um, Rush before they recorded this album, the record company came in and said. We need singles. We need singles. Yeah. They looked at each other and go, you know what? We're going to go out on the wrong team. Fucking do if they don't Fuck like the record company. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just put broke them. Into that track. They're like, <laughs> fuck the record company. We got one less chance to get an album out there. We're going to do what we want to fucking do. Fuck what the record company wants. And, you know, that was the album that, you know, really changed their luck, turned their luck around because after that, that album blew up and they became huge. Just think of Aerosmith said that. Rush, man. They, <laughs> they stay true to themselves. They didn't sell out. And because of that, that's why they're so successful. Yeah, if I could. And then I picked, uh, Al picked this at four. I picked it at seven. Lee didn't pick it. And what, everything that Eric just said about it, that's what I agree with him. But Ryan, you picked it at 16. Why'd you pick it at 16? Yeah, uh, incredible song. Um, I'm not as big a 2112 fan as some other Russians are. It's more middle of the pack for me. It's kind of the same way. Agreed. Sergeant Peppers with the Beatles. Um, By the way, it, I love that Sergeant Peppers episode. I heard part one so far. <laughs> That's oh, great. That's a good episode. Rocking rock over fun. you podcast with Eric. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Eric and Edwin Eddie or Edwin kind of stretchy, you know. That was a lot of fun and, and really cool to have Ralph on it. Oh, Dr. Fuck is always amazing. Uh, yeah. he just it was a fun episode, man. I was glad to have you on, Ryan. He just told yeah, me he was going to come fun. on a Mark and Jerry uh, bullshit session and uh freaking nice. freeform video, Lee. So you're gonna have to, we're going to have to have him on video. Uh, okay. <laughs> was, uh, He's like, I don't a give a shit. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yep. I talk about the Beatles all day, any day. So Same can I. Here. I was upset. I, I was. I was so upset that I saw them do Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> I was like, Mark, "Fuck worry, those man. guys." We'll on, we will have you on a Beatles episode in the future. I promise you, man. But I was like hurt. <laughs> I know you guys know that's the first hey, album I ever bought. Hurts. I know every. Okay, don't get, bring REM into this. Everybody hurts. <laughs> but I was hurt. <laughs> I was like Sergeant Peppers, but you had Ralph and Ryan on, so I was okay. Yeah. So I was. Dude, we were we got you on there but we had like four is usually our max i would have had five on today if al didn't bone out but um <laughs> what the hell al i know what Al? four is a little work a little more workable number it's a little easier all but right anyway getting back to this song it's a great song uh it's 
I just think the second half of this album, the second side of this album, stops it from being their best album. I agree heavily, Ryan. But, but, I agree. But this, but this song on its own is an achievement. It, it's 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 a, you know, it's it's a statement, and it was, you know, it, it was a huge risk, and it paid off. And I mean, it's his, it's music history to have a song like this where you're literally it's one song, one side of an album is one song, you know. The Beatles had done it to a certain degree, but this was literally just making an entire side one song. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a crowning achievement in their history. Um, and it's it's an important moment in their history, and it's an important moment in, you know, rock history, if you have any respect for, for you know, hard rock and, and prog hard rock. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big, big song. Yeah, I, I disagree with you on the second side when you got the passage to Bangkok. You got fucking That's a good song. Twilight Zone. You got Tears and you got something for nothing. I, I, I don't I don't hate any of those songs, but they're all kind of just second tier rush songs. Oh, passage yeah, Twilight I Zone agree, is just man. amazing. And so is Passage to Bangkok. Talk about smoking some weed, man. We've been to we burned the midnight I, I, oil. I, I, love, I love I love the weed the song <laughs> Every time Alex is up and they play that song live, he freaking acts like he's smoking a joint. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh, my, cool story. Not even a personal story, but this is about six, seven years ago. My best high, high school best friend out of the blue on a Saturday night texts a picture of him with his arm around Alex Lyson at a wedding he was at. He literally had beers with and smoked pot with Alex Lyson. Yeah, Alex Fuck is yeah. a huge stoner. Alex Lyson's a fucking partier, man. He got, I remember that when he got tased and shit and they had a mugshot them with blood. And like, <laughs> Alex Lyson's a fucking badass, man. Fuck yeah. I, one of the, I, if I, someone remind me, I'll post the picture of my buddy with him on the, uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah, I, I just want to tell him to stop with that envy of none. It kind of sucks. But uh, get with Getty, make an my album. My buddy said he is as down to earth a guy as you will ever meet. Um, unbelievably good guy. Yeah, I still love his uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech. Blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to uh, our third all-time top twenty-five rush, which is La Villa Strange Auto, which uh, Al picked. You motherfucker didn't show up. So here's La Villa Strange Auto on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
okay, that was Lavilla. That was Lavilla Strange Auto, which uh, Al picked at three, uh, Ryan picked at twenty-eight, Lee picked at nine, I picked at sixteen, and Eric picked at fourteen. Yep. So Lee, you picked at nine. Go for it, buddy. I think it's a hot song. You know, it's great. That's all I have to say about it. It's it's La Via Strongiato. I mean, I wish I could go to an Italian restaurant and order a piece of pasta called La Via Strongiato and, and, and have them give me before I eat and go, um, um, yum, 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 yum. But, but it's a great song. I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to call it La Villa Strangiato. I didn't know what Strangiato until I heard Alex pronounce it in the video. I didn't know what it was. Strangiato. That's what I, I call it. it. Yeah. Strangiato. Yeah, I just said the same thing, Lee. But and then we yeah. get to um, I, Eric. I don't know. What, you picked, what, what, what fine. <laughs> you picked it at their, at their 14th. Why'd you pick it 14? Uh, I picked it 14th, man, because uh, it's a phenomenal song. I fucking love it. Um, it you know, amazing instrumental by Rush, probably their best instrumental. I put it up. Uh, I put it up there as uh, I, I put it up above uh, YYZ, man. There's none I can really say about her than fucking La Vila Strangato. Uh, uh, listen to it. Yeah, it's a freaking killer track, and I did rank it above YYZ, but, uh, let's see, Lee, you picked it at nine, why'd you pick it at nine? Oh, you already talked to you. Uh, Al picked it at three, I picked it at 16, I agree with everything Eric said, this is their best instrumental ever, especially, I think it's, uh, where's that thing on, uh, Roll the Bones? I'm gonna fucking pip Roll the Bones, bitches, but uh, I love Roll the Bones, but, um, you picked it at 28, Ryan. Why'd you pick it at 28? Well, it's a classic. It's a Rush classic. It's a song they play a lot live, um, and it makes sense why they do. Uh, this song has probably always hurt for me a little bit again because of the album it's on. I just ne didn't listen to Hemispheres nearly as much as I listened to some other Rush albums. So, you know, it didn't. Hemispheres was a grower for me. Yeah, it definitely was for me, too. I mean, when I was early on, I didn't even really know this song. But, you know, as I got older and delved more into their old back catalog, I, you know, I know it really well now. But, yeah, this was late, late song to me. Doesn't have the history that a lot of the other songs has. But it's amazing. And if you've ever heard it live, man, it's it's so cool live. Uh, so fun. And um, interesting, I mean, what, what other band could we be doing a top 25 where two of the top five songs are instrumentals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's man. It says everything. If it were up to me, I'd pick a group where, 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 where 10 of the 12 songs are instrumental. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I, I think uh, these three guys are that good that, you know, sometimes singing just gets in the way. Exactly. Dude, I think uh, an instrumental, much like Ian Wadley from the uh, Rock and Metal Combat podcast says, an instrumental is a true test of how good you are as a band. If you can write an instrumental that really like holds up, I mean, yeah. you're a great fucking band. Not yeah. easy to yeah. do. It's not easy. Joe Satriani is the king of it, though. I'm just. Eh. Dude, he can make his guitar Sonic sing. Well, yeah, he's good too. See, is good. And uh, even even though I'm not a big Iron Man fan, Iron Man and uh, Enforcer. 
there's another band I, I can't think of that's on the tip of my tongue. Ario Speedwagon, the flying tuna, tuna fish. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good song. Yep. Gary Richrap's a very underrated a lot of instrumentals. Oh, yeah. In yeah, Gary Richrap rules. Dr. Fuck knows it, and that's awesome. Hell yeah. Man, fucking Ian Anyone doesn't really know. Anyone that Gary Richrap's jazz is just... Never mind. All right, man. Well, let's get to our top two. Top two, baby. We go to Anthem, which, uh... Ryan, you picked at 13. Al picked at 9. Lee picked at 13. Three, I yeah. picked it eight, and Eric picked it sixteen. So Lee, yep. why'd you pick Anthem at three? Anthem of the sun and Anthem of the mind. We do the thing that we do. It's a great song, man. Yeah. And then it slows down, and fucking Getty sounds amazing. Yeah. My God. Another fly-by-night song. And then we get to, uh, let's see, I picked it at eight, so I was in the right order there. So, fuck, this song rules, man. My wife would have killed me if I didn't pick this song also. She's a huge Rush fan. Uh, this song rules. And also, uh, listen to an Anthrax EP where Joey sings with Anthrax. Really good cover. And then, uh, Ryan, why'd you pick this track, number 13? love it and this goes back to you know that kind of like early rush where it was more just kind of straightforward rock and i fucking love it um you know i don't know what they were trying to be i don't even care i just there's some songs on those first two albums that they, they're nothing can, all that complicated about them but they're just fucking great they're just great rock songs and, and this is one of them uh love it and i you know i have a definitely soft spot in my heart for that album um it's just such a, a, you know, the first album with Neil. It's there's something almost naive and young to it, but you you start to see, you know, the inklings of what it's going to be, and I, I, I love it. Um, also interesting that this is the third entry in the top ten from Fly by Night. Fly by Night at ten, uh, by Tour, and then uh, Anthem. But then again, we might have to redo the math on by Tour because I think <laughs> I did the up on Limit one. Uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, it would yeah, still um, be in the top twenty-five without Lee's vote, but it would be down more towards twenty than at uh, eight where we had it. But it's not not down sixty. Oh my word, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Eric, what did you think of Anthem? Oh, man, Anthem's a great fucking song. Um, you know, like I said, Fly by Night's one of my favorite fucking uh, Rush albums of all time. Um, I love Anthem, just, you know, it's a great song that really introduced Neil Peart, because he's going ape shit on the fucking drums, so what a great way to introduce your new drummer, uh, a lot of great instrumentation going on, it's kind of a, you know, signaling what direction they're going in, you know, obviously lyrically and musically, um, it's not like a Led Zeppelin-ish album, they're going more proggy, uh, with the music and then the lyrics are a lot more mature you know it's not like you know need some love or uh, take a friend uh, the lyrics are very mature and you can honestly tell Neil Peart's taking over on uh, the lyrics uh, you know I, I think this is based off of uh, you know a book by uh, Anne Ryan who was oh, one of uh, Neil Peart's him. favorite authors sure. um, so yeah you know obviously this is like you know what a way to introduce your new drummer and lyricist uh neil peart yeah. with this song great fucking song i fucking love it 
you know, Hunky not bang your head to this fucking song. I didn't even realize it, but yeah, in in Ryan wrote a wrote a novel called Anthem. I haven't read it, but but I know <laughs> that he wrote one called Anthem. Well, twenty one twelve was is inspired by her also. Yeah, a lot of his early lyrics were inspired by her. Sci fi man. He, they, they yep. Have, it's like he's a sci fi fanatic. <laughs> Freaking awesome! It's like, and now we get to our number one, which is uh, working, working man, working man. And uh, Ryan, you picked it at seven. Al picked it at eleven. Lee picked it at two. I picked it at yep. five. Eric picked it at four. So the only yep. one who didn't pick it in the top ten was Al, and he's not here, and so we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Fuck Al. So let's go to Lee. Lee, you picked it as your number two song. Yep. And, um, well, my number one was Finding My Way, but if it, if that song didn't exist, this would be my number one. It's a great song. It's, even though I don't like to make the Led Zeppelin comparison, except to say that they were, at that time, really exciting in the same way that Led Zeppelin was exciting, this is like... <sighs> This, this this makes me think of, it does not sound like physical graffiti, and it doesn't sound like Houses of the Holy, but it sounds like if Led Zeppelin did an album between those two, and they had songs like this, this is like... I, I used to play on the piano. It's a really good song. <laughs> I had Rush complete at that time um, on on piano and played all of the songs. This this song was cool. This this is this is like it makes me think of a locomotive about ready to steam. Like 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 you're going on a on on a train and the locomotive is going bam. You know, it's a great song. That's all I had to say about it. Then we get to you, Eric. You picked it number four. Oh, man. Um, phenomenal song. Um, keeping it down because my wife's on the video right now. <laughs> uh, but Working Man, man. It's a great fucking song. And I think it's a great... Uh, I think it's great that it ended up number one on this list because oh. this is a song that... You know, you may not think it's the greatest Rush song ever, but this is a song that put them on the map because it was... Uh, a song that was played on the radio a lot when this album first came out uh, that really got them uh, some exposure. Uh, it's a great fucking song, man. It, 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 you know, it's crazy that it doesn't have Neil Peart, but uh, it's a great fucking song. I remember me and my dad um, one time, you know, my mom and dad were divorced, so I'd spent weekends with my dad, like every other weekend with my dad. And uh, I remember one time he picked me up from school, and we were driving to his place, and we got stuck in some horrible traffic. Um, they had like road construction going on and we were stuck in horrible traffic and this before iPods and you know he didn't have a CD player in his car and so we're listening to the radio and I remember Working Man was on the radio like it just started that riff that na 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 and I was like I love that song I was all about that song so my mom had the uh, the Chronicles by Rush the greatest hits uh, two disc CD I love that song. My dad wasn't the biggest Rush fan. He was like, eh. He, like, skipped it. 
and I was so mad. I'm like, Dad, why are you skipping that song? And he played like uh, he played some other song on the radio that was horrible that I hated. It was some Aerosmith song, and my dad's ain't the biggest Aerosmith fan, but he played that song. And I'm just like not into it, and so he finally goes back to a radio station that was playing Rush, and me and him both just got into it. He's like, you know what? This song's pretty damn good. And he, we were just listening to it while we are stuck in traffic, just trying to get home. And uh, so that song always brings back that memory. But it's a great fucking song. I love work, man. You know, and I'm a working man. You know, I have a, a maintenance job. You know, I do maintenance for apartments. So there's some days where, you know, some days we get, like, you know, an easy day. Some days we, uh, you know, we're working our ass off, you know. So I know what it's like to be the working man. You know, you come home after a long day, you just want to have a drink and whatnot. It's a great fucking song. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this song, man. You know, you can't go wrong with that riff. It's just phenomenal. So, Mark, why don't you talk about Working Man? Yeah, Working Man was the number five, and this, this fucking song rules. They played it till they ended. It's a fucking great song, Neil Peart. I like John Rusley, but when Neil Peart came in and fly by night, that just made the band for me. But I didn't get into them to signals. But when I went back, that was the first Rush album was always my least favorite. It's kind of jumped up past Caress of Steel now. But I still, anything Neil Peart did is my number one. So I Dude, love the this first song. Rush album. He's been my favorite for the longest time. That I thought was, was Farewell to Kings. I will say that the, the first album that really, even though I didn't buy it at that time, I started to really get into them towards the grace under pressure period all right and then now ryan you picked it at seven yeah i mean just an all-time classic that riff is is awesome um and again i love the rawness i love the, the early rush sound before they really knew what they wanted to be and it, it's just a fucking great song i love it um and it, it's this was one of only uh, four songs, no, five songs that everybody had on their list. Uh, this anthem, La Villa, uh, YYZ, and Dissonant, uh, the only uh, five songs that uh, everybody had on their list. Cool. I agree, man. And then we want to thank you guys for coming on here. Uh, but I want, uh, Eric, what do you got? to promote brother uh well i definitely want to promote my podcast rock all over you podcast uh with me and uh mr eddie canastracci uh we're, we're experiencing some issues right now with itunes um we may be switching over to uh different platform or whatnot but you can still find us on podbean and spotify uh it's the rock all over you podcast and we're actually doing an episode tomorrow with mr lee gershman talking about uh an aerosmith album Oh, uh, which yeah, I thank you for reminding me. I wouldn't have remembered, but <laughs> but, 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 but thank you for telling me because... Oh, yeah. It's, and, and then so now my... Oh, well, so thank you. Fuck, Dude, Fuck we yeah. haven't even done the album yeah. probably, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'll find out after it's done what album it is. Yeah, and then I'll force you to do it later, but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, well, well if, 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 if you listen to the episode and find out, but... And I always listen to their episodes. They rule. But uh, yeah, yeah, you man, thank you. You always you always listen when I'm shaving under the sink. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Do you have anything to promote, brother? No, I don't have anything to promote. But uh, I appreciate you having me on. 
Uh, let me give you one last tally here. Here's the, the, the albums totals for the top 25. Moving Pictures topped the list with four entries, then Fly By Night with three, Permanent Waves with three, The Debut Rush two with two, Hemispheres two, uh, Farewell to Kings two, Caress of Steel two, and then one each from 2112, Grace Under Pressure, um, Power Windows, uh, Signals, Presto, Clockwork Angels, and uh, am I missing one? No, I think that's it. I don't know, but nobody said anything from fucking Test for Echo counterparts. Vapor trails or or a freaking uh, that was not the, the, or freaking snakes and arrows, man. I love those fucking albums. Fuck all of you. Like, yeah, there's, there's some good stuff on those albums. You're just never gonna get a lot of agreement on them. I know fucking snakes and arrows. You're a rules. rebel, man. You're you're the one who picks what people don't pick. Well, you're the one who says I'm a dumb dumb Mr. Great Kazoo. You know. Uh, hey, hey. The only reason why some of the songs I didn't pick was because they don't have kazoo on them. Oh, whatever. I just want to thank you, Ryan. Thank you, uh, Eric, for being on the podcast. And Lee, we, we're going to take you guys out with uh, Lee's track, taking advantage of me. And fucking Lee, you make me feel like you're taking advantage of me because you fucking trick me into doing albums I don't want to do. But that's okay. Uh, I'm sorry, but, 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 but you're a, you a cool sport. All right, Lee, say fucking goodbye, and everybody say goodbye. 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 Yeah. Everybody fucking goodbye, everybody say goodbye, okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Just listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.